and then you can add, insert a, a little clip here. WandaVision! Or just leave me doing that. It's the same. Spoilers? Check. Mature language? Check. Viewers beware? Check. Everybody, welcome to the Marvel Superheroes Podcast. I'm a legal machine. With me is Yalu Frank and Mr. Fix It. And today we're going to talk about Disney Plus's Division, the nine-part television series that was released week by week, not all at one time, on Disney Plus. And you've all seen it because you're listening to this podcast. So I don't know why I'm saying this. <laughs> I mean, I can give you like a 30-second recap. You guys want a 30-second yeah, recap? Yeah, that would work. So WandaVision starts out first two episodes, first three to four episodes. Is each episode is sort of a copy of an old period sitcom from different eras of television. As this is occurring, we'll get little hints that something else is going on that's strange. For instance, uh, the first two episodes are in black and white, and there's like a colored drone or helicopter that shows up, and that's weird. Uh, Stuff like that happens. Uh, Then there's like a 70s era, like Brady Bunch-style sitcom, and then there's your uh, Facts of Life, Silver Spoons, 80s-style sitcom, and then there's like a Malcolm in the Middle-style. Anyway, it evolves and evolves. Uh, And then there's like an off, what is it, office, modern family kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, then they do Uh, like a Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, I, I think I said Malcolm, though. Uh, no. it, it evolves until eventually you find out that this whole thing is being created by Wanda, and there's a hex. Uh, she's thrown a hex spell around the whole city of, what is it, Westview? Sounds West right, yeah. Westview, New Jersey, and that all the folks in this city are playing a part in this television show are all under the spell of Wanda. Um, some agents from S.W.O.R.D. We got, what's his name, Jimmy Woo from the Ant-Man and Wasp movie. He's at Darcy Lewis. Yep, uh, Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies is there, um, and they realize that you can pick up this television show on like an old ass like black and white television and so then they actually like tune in and they're actually watching the show as it goes this all devolves as like wonder woman or not wonder woman sorry uh wanda gets pregnant uh she has twins vision is sort of figuring out that something's not fucking right that none of this really makes any sense he doesn't have any memories uh yada 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 we find out that uh one of their good friend what their neighbor um agnes is actually agatha harkness the witch there's a big showdown uh wanda goes full sorceress supreme um, destroying the hex after she realizes she's done all this bad shit and lets everybody go and then goes off into the mountains to learn how to be a real witch not just a uh, person utilizing some uh, mind stone power. I forgot the white vision. White vision occurs as well. But you all saw it so you knew that. Yeah. One division! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mac, you're the Avengers fan of the group meaning the one who actually invested a lot of your time in reading comics to to the Avengers line of books. Did you ever read any of the Vision and Scarlet Witch miniseries or, or any of the other material that, that's touched on uh, as reference material for this TV show? You know, I have a Wanda, I mean, I have a Vision and Scarlet Witch, I think I have like, was it a four part maybe? There was, I think a short one in the early part of the 80s and in the yeah. mid part they did like a 12 issue maxi series. Yeah, I think I've only got like a couple issues. So who drew that? I remember it was like very, I, I think Richard Howell did, did that Steedle, one. Did Steve Lytle do any of the covers? 
covers or um i don't think so oh, steve man. lionel was more of a dc guy at that point in time i think the interiors were tending to be richard howell because he had that sort of retro style and they they kind of played up the domesticity and the romance aspects a little bit in those series i think he probably had a good inker like an al milgram or something to make it a little bit more conventional marvel uh, but yeah, i don't, I I don't think like it was anybody was like fancy or anything internet shavish oh yeah but you, know uh, you had the issues did you actually read them no, so I don't. I have like two issues of the whole miniseries. And because I never completed the whole thing. Okay, so um, I have the one. Who did this cover? I know I've got this issue. It's got the Grim Reaper and he's got um, Wanda in a scarlet, in a, in a like a chokehold. And then Vision and Wonder Man are laying on a table and it says Blood Brothers. It's issue three. I have this issue for sure. Who did this cover? Oh, hold on. Rick Leonardi. Bill Mantello written by and art by Rick Leonardi. Okay, so it's a Rick Leonardi cover. Okay, sorry. I was way off. I apologize. But yeah, so I have a couple issues of this limited series. And when is this one from? Do I have a year on this? I don't have a year on this. Um, I do have a year on this. Why won't it show me the whole year? 82. So this is the early miniseries. So I have a couple issues from this miniseries, but I never completed it, so I never read it. Sorry, that was a long way to say, no, I haven't read it. <laughs> but uh, in reading the Avengers team book, you probably had a lot of exposure to these characters in the romance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I will say say it certainly sounds like wanda has gone way more powerful after i stopped reading comics with the no more mutants shit and all that stuff she was always like teetering she and um phoenix gene gray in my opinion have a lot of parallels with the two of them especially with magneto involved both of them too mm-hmm. um where they always some seem to be this uh, at a power potential power level that could wipe everything out you know what i mean um so anyway yeah that's all well my recollection was that up until about the 80s you know wanda just had the hex bolts and essentially they were probability uh like like directional probability alter and, you know, uh, powers. And, uh, you know, that's a cool idea, but if you play it to its most logical extreme, you know, you're altering the, the probabilities of, of, you know, nature around this thing. And then it was during the course of those miniseries or maxi series that she was taken under by an actual witch, Agatha Harkness, who trained her to become a real witch, not just using the name uh, and the hex bolts as, as a gimmick. And that's when she really embraced sorcery and they started bringing in a lot of the type of stuff that we saw on the TV show. Does that... Uh, aligned with your memory of the books? Yeah, but I, I, to be honest with you, I, I missed a lot of the Agatha Harkness stuff. I remember she was like old and looked like uh, Aunt May. Mm-hmm. Like that was really most of the Agatha Harkness. I, I don't even you know what. I, I think I remember what was the uh, what was the cow mom's name? What was what was her name? Bova. Bova, obviously. Um, I I think I've read more stuff with her in it than I have Agatha Harkness. I think honest. now would be a really good time to to let's again you being an Avengers guy explain how Wanda and. And Pietro grew up because I don't think a lot of people, particularly people that are into the, the movies, really understand how fucking weird the backstory of those two characters is. Yeah. So uh, now, look, you're putting me on the spot here. It's been a while since I've read any of this stuff. We're talking like decades. But as children, I believe they were taken under the wing of the uh, high evolutionary in whatever their Transylvania or foreign country they Wonder, lived in. Like Wondergore, like the like when they're like yeah, Wonder Wonder Gore Gore is a mountain. Yeah. Wondergore Mountain is where the high evolutionary was and he had vision or not vision god damn it um darn it he had uh pietro and wanda and then uh he has all of these like animal hybrids that work for him Mm -hmm. one of them being bova who was like their nanny and i believe she at one point comes down from wondagore mountain and like gives the babies to the villagers or something it's some haziness there folks i'm sure someone rion delay or someone will correct me but that's some of the gist of it it's not all just oh they're the kids of magneto and they're mutants there's all sorts of weird stuff with the high evolutionary going on and 
in Cal and Aliens. Well, and the thing too is, while Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were introduced as the original, among the original members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants in like X-Men number one or two, like they were some of the earliest Marvel characters. Um, and then of course they go on to the Avengers and, and other, you know, involvements. But I don't think all the, them being connected explicitly to Magneto happened until the 80s. I think that actually happened yeah. either in that, that first miniseries right. or the second one, or maybe some Avengers around that time period where they actually said, oh, this guy who is the leader of the, the super team you're on was also your daddy, but uh, he made it with a gypsy and Papa was a rolling stone. And that's how you ultimately ended up being raised by a cow lady on Wondergore Mountain instead. Yeah, I think that that completes the rest of my recap. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, but yeah, it was I, a late it was a late reveal. That was not something that was yeah. uh, early on. Well, and you bought I, I, I'd gotten a really inexpensive uh, collection of fairly low grade Marvel Silver Bronze Age comic books. And you ended up buying a lot of that stuff from me, particularly the Iron Man stuff, but also some of the Avengers. Did you get a chance to read any of that material or just kind of cherry pick it? What did you end up doing with that? I have, but I don't recall. Uh, not enough to contribute to this podcast in any manner. And I, I apologize. I'm a terrible podcaster. It's horrible. This is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, okay. Shocking. It's okay. Shocking. So, uh, Shocking. You're, you're talking about the Phoenix stuff too. Did you ever read John Burns' run on we- Avengers West Coast slash West Coast Avengers where he started really playing up uh, the power levels of Scarlet Witch? Uh, yeah, I dabbled in some of that stuff. Yes. But here and there, I, I didn't have like a solid run of Avengers West Coast slash West Coast Avengers. Did you ever read the issue where Wanda raped Wonder Man with her mouth? Uh, I kind of recall that because I think it was infamous and ended up in a bunch of Wizard Magazine mm-hmm. top tens and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, do you know the basics of how, you know, I know you already talked a little bit about Agatha Harkness, but do you know the basics of how Wanda and Vision's children came to be? Uh, I, I thought it was just like they ended up being a figment of her imagination, right? Isn't that essentially what it was? She, she Or did she use that the hex probability to make herself pregnant or something like that? I can't. I, I think that somehow he, the, the magic was supposed to have allowed her to conceive a child with vision. And the intention was that those were supposed to be real babies. But when John Byrne had his relatively brief run on uh, Avengers West Coast, he retconned all that stuff to where they were actually created by a master pandemonium, I think his name was. The guy who was like made up of all these like demons and stuff. And he could split parts of himself off and, and two, like, two of his uh, portions of his body became the children's and he reclaimed them back onto his body. And he got that one image where both of his arms are, uh, each of his arms are one of the two twins. I was going to say, I I did not remember that until you mentioned they were part of his body. And I remember that image. Yes. So that I do remember. But I I didn't remember the the actual canonical context of that. Well, we just recently did that Acts of Vengeance crossover episode. And uh, during that, Wanda's catatonic because not only did they fuck up um, her her life by, you know, taking her babies away and stuff, but Byrne also royally fucked up Vision's life. Now, I don't think we've ever done any kind of deep dive with the Vision, but before we do that, I feel like we're neglecting Mr. Fix-It. Fix-It, did you ever read any of this shit that we're talking about? Is any of this stuff familiar to you? No, I was safely in the X-Universe. Safely. And and you didn't go back to the really early X-Men stuff where they were part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, right? No, I think the closest I've ever... Honestly, I can't think my... Let's see. The first Wanda stories I can remember reading, maybe, is like Avengers versus X-Men? Are you talking, are you talking about the one really, in the late 80s, right? The Mark Sylvester yeah, one? Yeah, and then it was what? The Avengers versus the Fantastic Four? Uh, I, um, I remember Avengers versus Fantastic Four. I remember X-Men versus Fantastic Four because I think... Oh, there you go. I'm sorry. That, X-Men versus, that's right. X-Men versus Fantastic Four. X-Men versus the Avengers. That was um, a weird time because, like, for the most part, I didn't buy that shit because it was $1.75 and I was poor. Um, my brother would buy some of it, though, and I would read his, and it was just so extraneous. It's like, I didn't understand why they didn't just tell those stories in the actual comic book. 
books. Yeah. And I assume part of it was because if you put had a book that had X-Men name on it and then the Avengers well, wasn't it, it, it might have like, Avengers. Like the, it was on a better paper stock and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, the Baxter stock. That was like the nice yeah. heavier stock. I, I remember I remember I had to save up for those. Like that, those were like, oh shit, I can't take these three books, but I'm getting this one book. Yeah. And I uh, think uh that might have been where Mark Silvestri first drew the, X-Men, right? What now? Was it wasn't uh, X-Men versus Avengers where Mark Silvestri first drew X-Men before he got the regular gig? Oh, I didn't know that. You're All I know is right his now. Captain America was awesome and it always pissed me off and he never had any kind of run on Cap. Oh, I didn't know that. Um and then I think I read some um I had some early John Byrne like Avengers, but I bought it more because the artwork was amazing. Mm-hmm. I love the artwork. Um but when you say I'm not earlier, really... are you talking about his like seventies run or are you talking about when he was doing the West Coast book? Oh seventies run. Okay. Yeah, I got some of those. Uh I did read I mean, honestly, I wasn't a big Avengers reader. Mm-hmm. I think someone gave me like a bunch of like Great Lakes Avenger books one time and I read those. Um and I read the Perez Avengers because you kind of pushed that on me. Mm. Um, Did I? The reboot. The well, are you talking reboot? to me or are you talking to Mac? No, you. I pushed that at on your you? shop. I remember you were like, George Perez is George Perez. You need to read no, like, George Perez Avengers. Badass, yeah. huh? I mean, it's not a sh- you know that George Perez is the man. You read Infinity Gauntlet yeah. back in the day. So I read, I mean, I read that stuff, but like, I don't really remember reading like Scarlet Witch. And I always, I never knew that Petro or Quicksilver was an Avenger. I always thought he was an X Men or an X Men villain. Well, he was an X Factor for a lot of the time you were reading too, yeah. X Factor. Yeah. Uh, and did so you ever have a beat on Vision either? Did, was he in anything? Um, no. I mean, I knew about his past from like, you know, Marvel, the Marvel Universe books and stuff like that. I knew, you know, that Hank Pym b- built him and that he was supposed to be a creation of Ultron. And I mean, I knew that stuff. But back in the day, um, I always thought he looked cool. I did pick up um, that uh, that series written by, who was it, Vision, uh, the miniseries. The Tom King one? No, no, that's that's newer. No, a little older than that. Yeah, Jeff Johns did one with Jeff Ebon Reese. Yeah, like I remember that. reading that. Um, that was a good looking I book, but thought- it didn't do anything, right? I remember that yeah. there being anything meaty on that. No, I mean, I was never a big vision. I mean, I thought he looked cool as shit, but I just never was like, oh, I got to read a vision book. You know what I mean? I'm a Hulk guy, so I was all about Hulk. So, Mac, can you give us backstory on the vision? Uh, I mean, I don't, dude, I can't give you the history of the vision. Look, he, he used to be green and red, and then he turned uh, opaque, sort of a, a milky whitish, and then he turned back to uh, a red and green. I mean, look, this we, we all know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's supposed to be Wonder Man a- at one time or some shit. Mm-hmm. Can yeah, open there's... worms everywhere. Yeah, there's some Wonder Man bullshit. All look, it's a look, lot of the stuff. Only, the only one I remember, the, okay, I can say for a fact, the one Avengers story that still sticks in my mind is uh, when Avengers came out, the end or whatever, mm-hmm. the last Avengers story or whatever. Yeah, put like, put a pin in that one. I don't want to go there just yet because that's going to be kind of important. I, yeah. I actually want to go back and read those because yeah. I remember really liking them. So my did, recollection, uh, Ariel Olivetti did those, right? No, no, you're talking about David Finch. Was it Finch? The one who did? Oh, oh, you, oh, wait, you're talking about the fucking Elseworlds like the, the what yeah. if story that Peter David did yeah okay I thought I thought you were talking about when they when they were leading into the new Avengers oh no 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 that one I just remember because where the the vi- like someone was uh, like he was gonna Pietro and the Vision were fighting and somehow Wanda got splattered mm-hmm. yeah. Vision lost his shit and like grew giant and was just out in the middle of the earth in the middle of the ocean and people were trying to talk to him yeah yeah because like uh, Quicksilver ran at uh, Vision at full speed so he turned super dense and then Wanda jumped between them and he basically pancaked Wanda into Vision. Yeah. Yes, that's what happened. Awesome. Last Avengers Avengers story was freaking dope. Yeah. I've been wanting to go back and reread it. I remember buying that and just like, why can't all comics be like this all the time? Yeah, that definitely hits your, uh, definitely tickles your... I'm scared though that I'm I'm giving it some of those member berries and it's going to be okay. Like, I've recently made the mistake of going back and reading some old stuff that I always thought was cool and I was like, oh yeah, this does not hold up. I mean, it's Peter David and Ariel Olivetti. Olivetti. It can't be that bad. No, I mean, I gotta go back. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, okay. I, I went back 
Did we read the the Warren Ellis, um, the Elseworld one where everyone's dying? Ruins? Yeah. And the first one is fantastic, and then the the last one just fucking tanked. I want My recollection that. is you had trouble with the Christopher Mahler artwork on the end. That was your main. Yeah, that right? was it, it. Just and it just kind of petered out. Like it, mm-hmm. dude. It, oh yeah. So never mind. Sorry, I'm, I went off. De- definitely a sidetrack, but that's oh, okay. Uh, um, my recollection. I've I've done zero uh, research before going into this. Uh, kind of, we're just kind of winging it, but I figured we ought to try to do some comic book stuff before we deal with the TV stuff. Just to remind people that we actually did read comic books at one point in time. Uh, my recollection is that obviously Hank Pym created Ultron. Ultron went rogue. Uh, he decided to make his own Ultron, which was the Vision, and he gets the Vision to uh, em- embed himself within the Avengers with the intention of having him betray them. But ultimately, he turns to the side of good, and you have that uh, iconic image of him actually crying and having a semblance of human emotion. I think it was back in the 70s that somebody uh, decided, probably Matt Lower, one of those, or maybe Inglehart, decided that what had happened was that the uh, character Wonder Man, who was in just one early issue of the Avengers, that they had used what they called his brain engrams to create the basis for the Vision's personality, and uh, that's why where he got his human emotions from. Then going into the 80s, they brought Wonder Man back, and he was one of the team members as well, um, and they played around with uh, Vision and Wonder Man both having some of the same interests and the same ladies and stuff like that. Um, but then in the late part of the 80s, John Byrne decided to just rip all that shit up. Uh, he said that the Vision was actually based, like the chassis essentially, were based on the original Human Torch from World War II, the android, and yeah. that uh, he didn't have the engrams after all, or they got erased, and then he was torn to pieces, and the White Vision came about because essentially his soul was dead. The uh, memories or the personality that was given to him that was supposed to come from Wonder Man were stripped away from him, so he no longer had a wife, he no longer had children, and then before long, the children ended up being magic babies anyway that didn't count, and so that sent Wanda into a catatonic state, which she was in during Acts of Vengeance, and then in coming out of that, apparently, depending on whose story you read, uh, if you read a Captain America issue, it was claimed that Magneto had only gotten involved with Acts of Vengeance as a way of getting to Red Skull so he could torture him and leave him for dead because of his involvement in the uh, uh, Holocaust against the Jewish people, which Magneto suffered from in that. Um, and then, it, according to John Byrne, the reason why Magneto got involved with Acts of Vengeance is specifically so he could get to his daughter Wanda and sort of rebuild her psyche after all this trauma that she had experienced, sounding familiar. And uh, then she went through like a dark Scarlet uh, Witch period where she seemed like she could be evil and she uh, gave uh, Wonder Man a forced blowjob while he was like in a stasis state and he freaked oh, out over shit. that. Hmm? Oh shit, go ahead. Yeah, well the whole thing is it, she had just lost her husband whose personality was supposed to be based on Wonder Man. So she's basically trying to force herself onto Simon Williams as a replacement uh, for her lost husband, I think in theory. And so because of the stuff that John Byrne had done during that period, and Byrne, of course, is well associated with powerful female characters going nuts and doing fucked up shit. You know, Dark Phoenix being the icon of that character type. But he also did the same thing with uh, Sue Storm Richards uh, when she became, I think the character's name was Hate or Malice or something, but she just became like a, a dominatrix with spiky outfit and shit. Do you remember that, Fix It? No. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. And then he did the same thing with Dark uh, Scarlet Witch where she, you know, had a darker outfit, a darker outlook. Um, but she came back from that and then, you know, she went on to do stuff like Force Works and stuff and that's material that I'm sure Mac's familiar with. I mean, how much do I remember Force Works at this point? Good Lord. Yeah. And see me... I got it all. I guess I could read some of it I wanted to, but... Yeah. Uh, I was reading uh, Avengers at that time period because they were doing all those fucking embossed covers. Uh, in particular, they did want the, the vision that was gold and it looked like he was coming at you through the cover. Uh, my brother's actually buying those and I would read his, but I really got into Vision because 
they switched him from the all white which I thought was cute for a time but still kind of boring and I didn't like him running around with his bare foot and they took him back to a red and green outfit but uh, Steve Epting had made it a little bit more modern a little uh, smoother flowing and I just really dug his take on the character and the guy started getting his personality back again and the Avengers were going through this tumultuous period all the stuff was happening with them and they were doing literally like I think it was for their 30th anniversary they were doing an embossed cover like every three months and so it was just an exciting time to be reading Avengers I know a lot of people who both like and hate that period because the resolution of the the grand story arc wasn't to a lot of people's liking and most people uh, say that it went on for way too long I know I wasn't there at the very end you know I just I lost interest because it just was going on for too long but I thought I I, I can't like the vision I love the power set Uh, later on years later I become a big Martian Manhunter fan they have very similar powers and I really dig the whole intangibility thing uh, in particular and um, but then you get into the late 90s early 2000s and they're wanting to shake up the formula again and that's when we get to uh, what is it called the the one that David Finch and uh, Brian Michael Bendis did were either of y'all reading Fix It you weren't reading that stuff no so I'm the only one who read that material apparently so they ended the first run of Avengers because of course they did the shit where after uh, or during Heroes Reborn they had ended all the long running Marvel titles and they started it with the new number ones with the image creators and then a year later when they came back with Heroes Return they still kept the number ones but then a number of years beyond that they went ahead and went back to the legacy numbering and there's a whole thing where you know we're never going to do that again and then they've done it over and over again over the years since so numbers don't matter anymore just like most continuity doesn't matter anymore Um, but the Avengers numbers had gone down enough to where they felt like they really needed to shake things up I guess and so they gave it to Brian Michael Bendis and uh, the final issues of that run of Avengers which I think through legacy numbering was somewhere around issue 500 um, essentially all the Avengers villains come back and attack the mansion at once and uh, Vision specifically is reprogrammed and is turned into a bomb and he blows up and he kills the Scott Lang Ant-Man and some other characters if I remember correctly but I remember that one specifically and the Avengers mansion is wiped out and the Avengers themselves are just disbanded and what it turned out to be the, the cause was that Wanda was slowly going insane after the loss of her husband and children and uh, she just had like a psychotic break and she caused all of the stuff to happen she was the reason why the Avengers were destroyed that's when Hawkeye got killed um, all this shit right and so she's a, a super powerful nutter for a few years there it leads into House of M Fix It you read that at least right yes I do remember I did read House of M so give us the short version of that um uh, Wanda goes nuts screams no more all the mutants are wiped out creates an alternate universe where mutants rule well no for the, or- it starts out that Magneto manipulates her to create a universe where mutants are the dominant life form on the earth yeah. and then the I mean, way they I, end up- I, I, I read I read the main storyline but I really focused on the Hulk I guess living in like an Australia mm-hmm. and that not Cooper. Huh? was that still during the Mike Daredotter Jr. run or the Cooper I believe run? so I just remember he lived they just came out with a Marvel Legends figure about him I was just like oh, I totally forgot about that where he like lived in Australia as like an uh, Aborigines or some mm-hmm. shit um, so Magneto had, had, had manipulated his daughter to create this world that was to his liking and it became a dystopia and everybody was dying again and so uh, at the end uh, Wanda has tears in her eyes and she says no more mutants and something like 90 90% of uh, 95% of the world's mutants are just gone they don't have their or they're, they're not gone they still are around they're human beings but they just lose their mutant abilities and only like 5% of the mutants are remaining and of course it's did they ever explain the why that was huh? I don't remember why they explained that was that the mutants who are mutants still got to keep their powers uh, uh, yeah I don't because they were popular <laughs> 
know, there's, okay. there's really no logical explanation for why they had books you know, going on at the time. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and over the years, they tried to like kind of fix Wanda, and you know, Hawkeye wasn't really dead, and they tried to mitigate the the damage that she had done. But it's basically an ongoing thing where it's like, okay, when is Wanda going to blow up next? And that's the way in which she's like the Phoenix, where she can't just live, she can't just be a character. Where everybody's just waiting to see when she's going to go off the rails and walking around her again. on eggshells type thing. Yeah. Uh, so that being the case in the comic books how do you feel about these characters from the comic books mm, who are you addressing both Either of us yeah um, I, I, I've always they've never been my favorites but I always thought that it was a really cool original storyline to have the girl fall in love with the android and the imagining of the kids and stuff like that like that's all really cool unique stuff um, e- even going back to the Ultron stuff you know where it's you know behavioral patterns from other people to, to give him more personality and things like that and I, I think all of it's been really really cool unfortunately I don't have any like yeah that's my vision story I always wanted to read but I've never minded Scarlet Witcher vision appearing in any of my Avengers incarnations does that make any sense is that kind of a wishy-washer answer I don't know yeah they, I mean they're, they're the guys that I mean I was just talking about how I'm a fan of Marsh Manhunter for most people they like that character but they won't support a solo title and it doesn't make or break a book if he's in it but they just have general positive feelings and I, it seems like that's sort of the same case with you with those two characters in the Avengers yeah I think I think that's a good way to put it but but I, it's one of those but like I said I, I've always appreciated the uniqueness and weirdness of the relationship of those two right I mean you got like Sue Storm and Mr. Fantastic and Tony Stark and Pepper Potts or whatever chick is going on and but between Vision and Scarlet which is just like one of the most bizarre couplings in the history of comic book right it's got it. and what about you fix it just uh, have you even had enough exposure to the comic books not really impression I, I, I really don't have a, a say either way I mean I don't hate them I don't love them I just I knew they existed they were characters sometimes they're essential to a story arc but no I mean I don't have any feelings either way well, I mean the, really the only extended period where you were reading Avengers was during the Jeff Johns run right that yeah the Perez run too mm-hmm. with Buziak mm-hmm. that was that was it I was, I'm not I'm not a huge Avengers guy yeah so and then uh, with me I remember Vision of Scarlet Witch being on the newsstand and tossing through it and it was a problem I had with all of the um, iconic Marvel heroes back in the 80s is the majority of them were going through a rough time that lasted up until Heroes Reborn where they were becoming more and more the second class Marvel books all the attention was going to Spider-Man and X-Men and later on guys like the Punisher and so they always got the kind of the old timey artists and the you know lower tier guys and even when they would get a big name like John Byrne he wouldn't necessarily stay for a long period of time so it felt like the Avengers heyday was really in the 70s where they had consistent high quality creators working on the book and it was somewhat a fallow period in the 80s obviously there's some good stories that were in that time period that people have a lot of love for but not in for me not enough to really draw me into it um one i do remember though um there was a story arc i think al milgram was drawing it at the time and i don't i might have been roger stern writing it but there was a story where the vision decides that the world is too uh precarious that the 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 nuclear arms race everything is just putting everybody in too much danger and so he ends up taking over the world's computer systems including the nuclear arsenals and the avengers actually have to fight him and that gave him something of a sinister quality that resonated with me in this secret identity like Victor Shade or something yeah that's not Victor Shade that's right yeah yep. so he's got a cool uh, fake human identity and you, he's another one where he's uh, can be a little bit of a wild card where he's generally a good guy and one of the most stable Avengers and one of the more powerful Avengers but also a guy who could potentially like go off the rails himself 
well. So the two of them are kind of a natural coupling because of that unpredictable quality. Uh, there's an unnatural quality to them too, which may seem like somewhat prejudiced, but there aren't actual like witches and androids. So I, I don't feel like I'm uh, coming at this from a bigoted place that's going to do anybody harm hearing about it. But there, there were definitely an atypical couple. And so you didn't necessarily know what to expect from them. Um, and I thought I, you know, especially I remember going into Age of Ultron. I was really excited for the vision and I thought that I was a really big fan of the vision in part because I really liked the way he was drawn by particularly Steve Epting. I liked that costume that he had in that time period and I love the power set and you know I read some of the Buzik uh, Perez stuff but it didn't hold my attention unfortunately. It didn't I didn't get me excited the way that uh, Morrison and Porter JLA got me super excited for the Justice League. It was a good looking book but it just didn't grab me in the same way. Um, and I, I started to lose interest in the vision during that time period and going forward and then by the time we came out and particularly once they gave him Jarvis's voice and, and, and as the movies progressed I came to realize I, I actually kind of hate the vision now um, because I, the the English voice and the the mannered uh, uh, way he moves and talks and stuff it, it kind of gets on my nerves and so it was funny to go from a guy who felt like he was a vision fan to kind of like one of the least favorite characters in the entire MCU for me um yeah uh, you know I think I've I think I've spoken on this podcast that I haven't really been a huge fan because I mean Age of Ultron is just not a good movie it, it, it's not and I think that it got weed and tossed out of this whole Marvel universe it was so bad um, and, and I'm not saying there's not some good parts of it but for the most part it's a pretty shit movie and okay shit's probably not the right word it's just not it's just not a great movie it, it's long it's not it's not rewatchable um, and the whole vision creation is a little weird and then he shows up and he's like like it's kind of like how people didn't like Captain Marvel he shows up and he's just like absolutely ridiculously overpowered it, is picking up Mjolnir and stuff and it's just like what are we doing here like this is the vision can we chill out a little bit with this so it, it, he came on a little strong I guess is what I'm trying to say um, and then immediately took a backseat in future movies right like was kind of a chump in the rest of the movies power levels way down constantly getting his ass kicked um, and it almost became like a MacGuffin where they're just chasing the vision in Infinity War and uh, uh, in Endgame or mostly Infinity War right uh, they're just chasing him and he's just hurt holding his side the whole movie right and it's like whoa I thought this dude was like this guy can lift me older before Captain America could, right? Well, like, we I mean, all want to forget. They make that. such a big deal about how he's wounded in Infinity War and he's like hobbled the whole movie. And it's a good thing Guy with Shield is there to save him. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think it works better in Infinity War than it works in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I prefer him being injured and having the stone, and they're all just trying to decide: should we just destroy Vision, who we all love, to save the universe, or do we, you know, you know, what, what is it that Cap says? We don't trade lives, right? Mm-hmm. I think it works there way better than it than in Age of Ultron, where he's just a freaking unbelievably overpowered. And like I said, picking up Mjolnir that is supposed to be like a special deal. Um, and it almost ruined when you remember that it kind of ruins the Captain America payoff in Endgame because they're like, oh, so he's the third guy to lift it. And it's like, oh, that sucks because the fucking synthesoid picked it up for no reason at all. Like, what the hell? How the hell is this? <laughs> to, to pay off a joke about if you left Mjolnir in an elevator, would it still be able to rise and fall? Ba- yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfectly example right there. It, it was basically because it was a joke, but it's just yeah. I, I unfortunately because I don't like Age of um, Age of Ultron so much. Um, although I really like Paul Bettany, I like Paul Bettany. At, so you said you don't like the British accent. I don't mind any of that. I think that's fine. Um, it, for me, what soured me is that movie's just not good, and then he kind of just took a backseat in the rest of the movies. One thing that bugs me too. You're the one who explained to me how Vision's flight works, and back in the comic shop days, and you told me he doesn't really fly. What he does is he sort of pushes off and then. Becomes a material, and because there's no resistance, he just sort of like floats at 
in general directions and stuff. And I really dug that. I liked that he didn't just fly because he could fly like so many characters does. That it's all about, you know, him, the, the kinetic force that he's able to exert and then the lack of, of weight allowing him to float sort of like he was in outer space or something. And so when he's flying around like Superman in the movies, it's a real turnoff for me because it, you take a character who could be more unique and have a, an interesting visual, uh, just become another flying guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but also they, they do use it well in the movies too. Like when uh, when Hawkeye's trying to spring Scarlet Witch in Civil War and he causes that fire and uh, he goes to get Scarlet Witch and she's just like, I don't want to go. Like, what do, why are you trying to kidnap me out of here? And then Vision slowly like phases. He's like, he is floating, which is how I kind of picture him traveling, right? He just sort of floats into the wall. Like they do stuff like that. Or when he would, he forgets to use the door mm-hmm. and it like freaks Steve and Wanda out because they're like, dude, you got to use the door. He's like, well, the door was open. So I didn't think it was that big of a deal if I just phased through the wall because he doesn't quite get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think that, yeah, he shouldn't fly around. But, you know, look, it's it's movies. You, you, you got to take some shortcuts here and there. I guess everybody can fly in these movies now. So it's not that big of a deal. But um, but yeah, you're right. It, it, it is something that was definitely different. And I, I, but like I said, they, they use the phasing to be kind of creepy in the movies. So I, I appreciate it. For mm-hmm. that. And then with Scarlet Witch, I, I always respect her power and had a mild interest in her in the comics, but not anything really that major. And you had some exposure to her through the uh, Iron Man cartoon as well. Did she do anything interesting there or just was this kind of a non-entity for you? Nah, not really. Yeah. Not really. Not that I remember. But by the time we get to the movies, and especially after having been aware of all the messed up stuff she was involved with in the comic books, I really didn't have a lot of interest in her anymore. And, but from the movies, I became interested in part because um, uh, the whole goth witch girl um, was kind of a kink for me. You know, it, it's sort of, sort of my kink. Um, and I was surprised that I, I found Elizabeth Olsen as attractive as, as I did in those movies. So that definitely helped put her over. But I also liked the extraordinary power level she demonstrated. I liked that her spell casting, the way she moved her hands, was so so unique in the movies versus how we'd seen that, you know, other powers portrayed in the MCU and in superhero com- movies in general. So I just dug her and she always got like a really cool spotlight moment. I loved when she took Ultron's heart in Age of Ultron, even though it didn't necessarily matter, but the way that she was handling the scenes and the intensity that the actress brought to those scenes made me respect uh, Wanda's power and her, you know, just spooky ass qualities. And, you know, she goes toe-to-toe with, with Thing, I mean, sorry, Thing. She goes toe-to-toe with Thanos in uh, the, the last of the Avengers movies. You know, she's constantly showing these extraordinary power levels and uh, I find her a lot more interesting. Like, for me, of the heroines that they've introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far, uh, she's been probably my favorite or definitely among my favorites in how she's portrayed and consistently being interesting where Black Widow by the end of Age of Ultron, I was kind of done with her because they handled her so poorly, for instance. Um, yeah, well, but Black Widow was great in Winter's in uh, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. True, fantastic true, true. Soldier. Yes. And in Avengers 1, she's fantastic. So. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's specifically Age of Ultron where it's like, wow, you really messed this character up. Um, she's so, great in Endgame, too. Sorry. Dude. I, okay, just Age of Ultron, she sucked, but everybody sucked in Age of Ultron. And mm-hmm. honestly, look, sorry. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is great in all these movies except for Age of Ultron. Thank you. So, Black Widow and rocks. The, the truth is, I don't think that she gives bad performances in any of the movies besides maybe Iron Man no, 2. No, 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 no. Um, but the, the script really betrayed that character. Yeah, for sure. No, no, it's not her fault. I'm not, I'm not blaming her for Age of Ultron. I was showing that's the, uh, that's the exception that proves the rule. She's so good 
good in the movies before and after that that kind of just proves that movie sucks. Yeah. And Mr. Fixit, from the MCU, from the movies, how do you feel about these two characters? I enjoyed them. I mean, I don't agree with Max too much. I mean, Age of Ultron has its problems, but eh, it's all right. It's a passable movie. It's not as bad as like Ant-Man 2. It's at the bottom of my movies, but not as bad as Ant-Man 2. Um, I mean, I like the Vision. I like this version of the Vision. I think he plays him great. Um, I really don't have anything to compare him to. I mean, they've, they've this is their, as far as I know, their first cinematic outing in live form. I never really watched the Avengers cartoons. I started watching that maybe last week because Mac was telling me about them, and that's pretty interesting, but I like them. Okay. So I guess we're ready to get into the actual WandaVision itself. We've told folks how we felt about these characters going into the TV show. Um, what did you guys think about it? Wait, hold on. L- l- let me finish with some of the MCU uh, Wanda stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't particularly care for Wanda in Age of Ultron, but I really liked her arc in Civil War. I thought she was great in Civil War. Um, and then, like you said, by the time we get to her trying to save Vision and Infinity War and then kicking Thanos' ass and having him rain fire, rain fire, just do it. Um, in game, I'm I really came like 180 on uh, on Elizabeth Olsen by the time because I like I said I probably if you go back and listen to that podcast I was not a fan. I thought her accent was terrible. They ended up ditching the accent and they actually make some jokes about that in WandaVision. Um, so by, by the time we got to Infinity War, Endgame, and Civil War, I was thumbs up on Elizabeth Olsen. I am a fan. There we go. I still really love that slight smile she has when she gets snapping like she's welcoming the death after having lost everybody you know that she loved I, I thought that was a really good choice and it worked extremely well on that movie yeah like the relief or whatever yeah yeah and for me like most people love the peter parker moment i but for me that's the moment that i really get into is that that subtle bit of characterization right there i thought it was just on point okay so yeah let's get to the, let's get to the television show i already did my little recap you can copy and paste that or whatever you want to do but uh um well, how we do we people into listen to a half hour of us talking about comic books and now we can actually talk about the show so that's part of the bait and switch um okay so uh, do you want me to do you want to go first mr fix it what'd you think of uh wandavision well i'm curious what frank thinks we know what frank thinks we need to talk to frank about this we're gonna edit frank out of this podcast should we do uh how many uh th- thumbs up thumbs down thumb in the middle or do you want to do a star rating or uh how should, I, mean, how should we... I, I enjoyed it for what it was i, I what the fuck does really... that mean that sounds like a, that's a cop-out what does that mean you well, no, no. Is, the thing is people like they said like people had created more um elaborate ideas in uh story arcs than they were really there. You're stealing my thunder. Stealing my thunder. Huh? I said you're stealing my thunder. Oh my bad. Uh, but I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. It was it, it was different. It was interesting. It's it was like nothing I've ever seen on TV that had to do with comic books. Or that I mean, yes, the first two episodes were a little draggy, but after a while, it starts to pick up, and I, I enjoyed it. I actually quite enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay, so I I was sort of middle of the road. I'm probably not thumbs up, not thumbs down. I'm thumb in the middle. And after watching the first two episodes, so many people were sort of scratching their heads like, uh, like, what is the show? Why is nobody shooting repulsor rays or something, right? Um, I realized they should have just released all of the episodes at once so people could just binge it 30 minutes at a time. And I, But I will say, I didn't think of that original. Okay, I, I take that back. After the first two episodes, I thought that. And then after a few episodes post, like three, four, five, you started seeing the online, like, uh, people talking about the Easter eggs after each episode. And then like, oh, well, what, is, what does this mean? I bet that means this. And I mean, that, you know, and all the speculation. And yeah. the fan that was kind of fun. Yeah, and that was fun. So that kept kind of rolling. And that was like, oh, okay, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe this didn't need to be bingeable because they're getting all this extra, you know, hype between episodes. And then once we got to the end, none of the fan theories panned out at all. Like, not a single one. Like, zero fan theories panned out. So when none of them pan out, uh, and then you start looking at some of the fan theories, and they were like, that's kind of better than the actual show. It ended kind of on a disappointment 
disappointing note for me. I thought all the performance, I thought that Elizabeth Olsen was incredible in this show. I thought Paul Bettany was incredible in this show, uh, mimicking each of the different television shows and whatnot. I thought the production quality was great. We had some licensed music in there too, which I wasn't expecting for a few of the episodes. Uh, so as a whole, I'm satisfied with the Disney Plus production. This was not some phoned in junk. Um, they tried really hard. And like, I think I've, I'm on record in some of our other podcasts. I was ready for this to be really weird, like super, super weird. So the first two episodes, I was like ready to go because I'm like, okay, yeah, this is incredibly weird. And people are literally questioning everything about the show. Or about the, they're like people because people were having this horror. Some people loved it. And some people were like, this is the worst show I've ever watched in my life. And, and I'm like, this is what I was ready for. This is so weird. People are like, I can't even watch this. That's what I was ready for. And then it sort of just didn't come to completion for me. And this, if you look at the story as a whole, there's not really a lot of meat to it. And I don't think I would have been quite as disappointed if they would have just released all the episodes at one time and didn't let this uh, fan fiction evolve that I thought would have probably paid off better. Or like they were talking about uh, she's under the control of Nightmare or Mephisto. I thought I saw Mephisto in the background. The fly, that's Mephisto and all this stuff. And like the only big reveal was Agatha Harkness. To me, that ends up being a letdown, just personally, especially when you're kicking off this whole uh, fifth phase or fourth phase of the Marvel Universe on Disney Plus, this paid channel, and you're promising this extremely high quality television. In other words, these are supposed to basically be the movies, but now they're just putting them out on Disney Plus. And I think they've even said they shot these as though these are movies, right? Well, I think it was $150 million for the season. Yeah, I mean, so so then to come through this, and, and I, I see the production value. I thought the effects were great. Vision flying around in this movie was no different than Vision flying around in any of these feature films, right? Um, and, and I thought the, the makeup was good. I thought the magic looked great. I thought everything looked fine. Um, just there was no payoff. And it's like, okay, this is still just a TV show. This is still Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You can't really affect the cinematic universe with anything that takes place in this movie. Um, you can watch the next Avengers movie and probably, other than Vision changing color, you don't really need to have watched WandaVision. And I think that's where I'm a little disappointed. But anyway, we can talk details later on, but that's how I felt. So it was important for me to do this episode because it's been, oh, what, about shit. a year and a half since Fuck. we had any Marvel? I already, I already can't stand you and you just started fucking talking. Hold on. <laughs> Let me turn your gain down so you're not destroying my brain. Go ahead. Sorry. Go. There, I'll, I'll, I'll come back some too. So it's important for me to do this episode because it's been, what, about a year and a half since there's been any Marvel features whatsoever, correct? Yes. Yeah, like there hadn't been any movies or hadn't been any TV shows. The last movie was Homecoming, which uh, if our core really finished out phase three was it four yeah uh i think it's phase three yeah. okay so you know you, you've had this desert where these people who are marvel fans haven't had anything to watch anything to you know enjoy and of course we've been dealing with covid for a year and so you know there this is something there was like a lifeblood for people and then there's just nothing there's just this desert right and so i think the fans were really longing for wandavision of course as an extension of this we haven't covered any marvel stuff in, in a long time in terms of the movies and such aside from doing the retro stuff because there hasn't been anything to cover so uh, you know we needed to do an episode for these fans right uh these motherfuckers that i can't fucking stand that would be watching the shows the minute they fucking drop so that by the time you wake up the next morning all the fucking spoilers are trending and when it wasn't spoilers it was their inane fucking theories about what might be happening none of which come to fruition so it's building me up to watch a 
show that's not in fucking existence. It only exists in their demented fucking minds like they're all a bunch of wannabe Wandas. And, you know, they're just suckling at the teat of the, 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 the trough of streaming. And then their fat little mouths have to be wagging so that you're spoiling everything for everybody who actually goes to fucking work and has something to do besides watch this shit the minute it fucking comes out and then blabber on all over social media. So thank you, fans, for all that. Another thing I think I want to thank the fans for is that it, I, me personally, I criticized the early episodes of the show and nobody came at me. People don't tend to come at me. I think either they know better or they know that I'm a lost cause. Um, but I would see... Lost cause. Yeah. Lost would, cause. Yeah. Lost cause. I would see uh, people being critical of the early episodes especially and these people would just fucking jump their shit and nothing but ad hominem attacks and attacks on their taste. These motherfucking fans are not quite as bad as the Snyder stands, but they definitely have a fucking lot in common with this shit. So you're watching episode after episode. I'm sorry, but the first three episodes of the show, they, they released the first two at one sitting, are garbage. The three first episodes combined are the length of a fucking movie, and it's the worst fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe movie ever fucking made, because it's nothing but a shitty sitcom pastiche. And I'm old enough that I grew up on reruns of Dick Van Dyke and Leave it to Beaver. That stuff was on the television. I wasn't a big fan of the most of the black and white comedies, uh, but I would watch enough of them to get a sense of them. And it, another thing that made me so mad at these fans was telling me, oh, it's so weird and it's so daring. And it's like they're doing a fucking sitcom pastiche. Sitcoms are like the lowest form of narrative storytelling in existence. They're literally made to be as entry level for as broad a number of audiences as possible. It's a fucking domestic situation. You got a husband, you got a wife. Uh, they have the quirk where you've got the magic and the vision powers. It's fucking Bewitch. It's I Dream of Genie. It's shit that's always existed. There's nothing fucking weird about that. They're just doing a pastiche. And it's not good comedy. Like, you can... You, the old shows, you, you kind of grow them on a curve because comedy was different back then. What we, How we do comedy has changed dramatically over the years. Speed and timing and subject matter and all that kind of stuff. But they still had that amiable quality and you still had the relationships with the characters. And then you watch this shit. And they go and they get the mom from uh, that 70s show, which is a good sitcom. And she's in most of the advertising or a lot of the advertising. She has a, a major part in one of the early episodes. And they do fuck all with her for the rest of the series for the most part. She appears, but she's background material. They have all these characters that they introduce that are supposed to be part of the sitcom and evolve with the series as, as the it gets closer and closer to modern times in sitcom storytelling. And none of these fucking characters matter. None of them are fucking developed. They have a black one. They have a brown one. They have a white one with a big mustache. They don't mean fucking shit. So when you have a sitcom, you're supposed to develop the characters and how they relate to each other. A, a lot of the, the, the humor and the absorption into their world comes from developing those characters. But they just had them there to be set dressing. So for most of the first three episodes, it's nothing but wand and vision. And whatever charm these actors had from the movies were lost to me by the end of those three episodes. I couldn't fucking stand them because they're in this terrible show with no laughs and really, I'm sorry, but no heart and no warmth. It's it's all so fucking staged that I can't stand these motherfuckers. And I'm sorry, neither one of these two actors are good at comedy. They're certainly not good at sitcoms. It was so refreshing when they got the fourth episode because you've got Jimmy Woo, uh, who played by Randall Park, who was spent, you know, what, six seasons on Fresh Off the Boat. So he can do comedy. You have the, the actress who plays Darcy, whose name escapes me. She spent years on Two Broke Girls. She's funny. Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings. Thank you. Uh, you've got these actors that have a background in comedy and all of a sudden the fourth episode the dramatic 
Titanic episode is the one that's funnier than any of the ones that have preceded it and actually have demonstrations of comedic timing. So I've got all these motherfuckers fucking Star Wars prequel trilogying me telling, you know, all these people on social media, oh, you know, it's so intricate and you don't know how it's all connected and they're so strange they're going in all these different directions and then the fourth episode literally line for line is telling you exactly what the fuck was happening in the first three episodes. So forget about a personal interpretation, forget about any kind of artistry. All these people are trying to say that Marvel is going to do something they've never done before. Then they fucking take you by the hand and walk you through it for an entire episode of nothing but fucking exposition, okay? But it's still funnier and warmer and bouncier than the three shows that are supposed to be sitcoms, okay? I fucking hated that shit. I hate how simple it is. I hate motherfucking middle brows trying to tell me what's weird and what's daring when this shit is as fucking basic as it comes, essentially. It's fucking sitcoms. It's not hard. Then the show finally actually starts to get going and we start to see this something of the Monica Rambeau origin story. Uh, uh, the, the My issue, okay, so you got Sword, right? Fix it. Have you had any experience with Sword in the comic books? Yes. Okay, so what is Sword? It's barely, it's basically shield in space protecting from outer um, alien attacks and things that they're out in the dark. Right. What does that have to do with this phenomena uh, in, what is it, New Jersey? Well, you assume it has to do with an Avenger and the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. no longer exists. But S.H.I.E.L.D. does exist because there's still a TV show called Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that tied up up through Infinity War. So why don't they just have a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents? Why don't they explain what the fuck S.W.O.R.D. is? And why are they using S.W.O.R.D. in this show instead of, you know... Because that's the next big leap for the next round of movies. And also you've got Nick Fury in space with the Skrulls. So is he S.W.O.R.D. too or what? Yes, yeah. So he's S.W.O.R.D. but also these other guys are S.W.O.R.D. Um, He's S.W.O.R.D. because they're out in space from what it looks like in the little clips at the end of the movies. Yes. Is there S.H.I.E.L.D. still on Earth? I'm assuming they're gone now because they, the show had ended and there really was no S.H.I.E.L.D. left at the end of the show. If you remember the end of the show, there really was no S.H.I.E.L.D. left. They were gone. Well, I mean, yeah, they, I, they, I, I don't I don't know if in uh, Far From Home or Home uh, Far From Home, I don't know if they're, are they ever called S.H.I.E.L.D. in Far From Home, Mr. Fixin? I just, I watched it like two days ago. I don't think they ever mentioned S.H.I.E.L.D. No, they never mentioned them. I, I watched mm-hmm. all the way to the last episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone. They don't exist anymore. I don't they, remember. They, they converted they to, to S.H.I.E.L.D. Did they? It went from defending the Earth to if someone comes at us, we're attacking them. We're no longer taking the hits. We're going to swing back because now we got heavy hitters on the Earth. So they're not a shield. They're no. a sword. Is that yeah. what the? I'm, I'm finally putting that together. Ah, yeah. okay. So yeah, yeah. Sword sucks, and just calling something that was that's basically acting like shield, not shield, fucking sucks. Um, these characters are so poorly developed. They make the whole big thing about Agnes, and oh, everybody says loves Agnes. She's literally a cackling maniacal villain from any cartoonish, you know, kids show. She's Cruella Deville, whatever the fuck. Um, she has no nuance. She has no depth. Uh, I think Catherine Hahn was kind of cute because at least she was able to do the big, broad sitcom acting. Uh, I'm not immune to the uh, Agatha All Along song. Um, but that has so little entertainment value relative to how much people uh, relished it. I, I think that so many people want WandaVision so bad that they're making it so much more than it is. And it's pretty fucking basic. I do agree that the, the production quality is high and looks like a Marvel movie, but it's dragged on for so long with so little depth and so poorly um, developed characters that I, I felt it was a waste of my time. And when I was watching it with uh, Paquita, she was telling me that she didn't like it either, but why, the reason why she continued to watch it is just so that she could hear me rant about it during and after each episode how much I hated it. Uh, the only thing I did like was Monica Rambeau, even though ultimately she doesn't get to do a lot, and uh, Mother Like Daughter, her, her role in this show is to tell everybody how incredible the powerful white chick is. And that's the main thing she does 
does. Like in the in the conclusion, what does she do? You know, she saves the kids that aren't even real. And why are they arresting the leader of Sword at the end? He tried to shoot kids that don't actually exist. How is that a crime? What crime did he commit, really? I, it's so much of this shit doesn't make any fucking sense. But it's still so basic. It's not because it, it doesn't make sense like a David Lynch movie doesn't make sense because there's so many weird things going on and it's dream logic and you have to bring your own interpretation because it's it's everything is explained for you and it's still just like badly told stories and badly thought out stories and and I've got all these motherfuckers trying to tell me how great it is and I just a cauldron of hatred toward Mon- WandaVision as a result by the end it was just like a middle middle of the road Marvel movie at best toward the back end but because it's so fucking long I can't stand it because it took so much of my time to watch something that had so little value in the end and was ultimately so plain and and so not what all these people were telling everybody that it was this movie it, this show is nothing but people projecting what they wanted it's, it's it, it, the movie that was playing these people's heads was not the shit that I was watching and the whole time I'm hearing people tell me how great it is and me knowing it's not fucking great and then you get to the end you realize no it really wasn't great it just infuriates me that they're 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 creating it, it's that fan entitlement and that fan delusion writ large and WandaVision reaps all this benefit from it that it doesn't fucking deserve. This is I, I why, go- wait, wait, wait. This is why I love Frank so much because it's literally like he went into my mind, pulled all the words I could never put together and just put Wonder Woman 84 in front of it and I felt the exact same way. <laughs> okay. I no, swear so to he, God, dude, every word you said, I'm like, that's how I felt about that. Why couldn't I have said that last time? I felt that, Frank, you literally reached into my soul <laughs> and pulled out what I could not verbally put into words. And this is why I love you, man. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you, brother. Wonder Woman 84 because I had like nothing to say and I'm like, Frank just said like literally everything you said but the difference is most people fucking hated Wonder Woman 84 so Wonder Woman 84 and I felt every instance of that times 10 because I had to see it twice (laughs) okay okay so so, so let me agree with you on some points I totally agree with you Uh, I thought on a daily basis I was getting spoilers like Minfisto was trending on Twitter okay and I was like ah fuck it was trending on Friday morning or Thursday night before I went to sleep and I thought for sure I had some some shit spoiled for me and then I would watch the episode and be like oh nope (laughs) I didn't get spoiled at all but unfortunately because of that shit i was hoping mephisto was gonna show up like (laughs) it's one of those things where it's like i I know frank's famous for saying this i don't know if he said on the podcast but he's always said sometimes he kind of likes being spoiled beforehand yeah because then he's got his expectations right for when he actually watches the movie it that's what i was saying before those stupid fucking fans making this shit trend got my hopes up and then there there were even stories like uh paul bettany was saying that he was really like intrigued with some of the fan theories and they may be onto something and then like no no they they were onto nothing uh, uh, yeah it, in fact Paul Bettany's probably like oh shit we probably should have done that <laughs> right like what yeah. he's trying to say um, but I will say you can't just say the first few episodes it's just a sitcom bro bro this is a multi-billion this would be like if instead of a Star Wars episode they did a sitcom like no this is a this is a people coming from Endgame and Far From Home straight into uh, the fucking Patty Duke show okay this is you can't just say oh it's just a sitcom oh they're just copying when have a, did Die Hard take a whole fucking movie out and copy a sitcom like it is so off brand for an action franchise to then start their first like four episodes of an ongoing TV series series being an exact copy of a television sitcom that shit has never happened like what the fuck are you talking about that this is so like obvious what's going on no, no it's, it's not, not that obvious, obvious. It's, 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 fucking... what's 
the stories being told in each of those individual episodes is bullshit from old ass sitcoms on and purpose, and it pays off later in the series where you see bullshit. And it pays off. Talking. Fuck all, man. You did not need ninety dick. minutes of bullshit sitcoms no. to pay off the fourth episode where they're telling you, "Oh, look, this happened, this happened, this happened." You could have done that shit in a half hour. No, suck my, no, suck my dick. What, what it was was it goes back to when she was in the fucking I'm building not in Sokovia when the Stark bombs hit, and they do the reveal that every single night this poor ass fucking family in Sokovia would watch some bootleg DVDs of the Patty Duke show and because these sitcoms are fucking the nuclear family right that's what she wanted she wanted to be the American family with the happy father who goes to work every day and the oh, mother the and they, live in, they live in the suburbs and they're happy and everything's perfect when Wanda's life is the exact fucking opposite her husband's a fucking dead android and she's <laughs> never gonna have kids so she, the, traumatic, the traumatic memories of her the DVD night with her family in fucking Sokovia is what she was reenacting bro it was perfectly paid off it was even more paid off than i thought i thought it was just that because my wife she said the same she's like i don't get why they're doing sitcom stuff and i was like oh you know it's the nuclear family and that she doesn't get to get that she never gets her kids and husband instead they pulled it off even better than that by doing the callback to age of ultron with the stark bomb and then it's not the bomb malfunctioned that was the first use of her hex powers is even better dude so i have no problem with the sitcom stuff because it was so well explained and then also stitched into the prior movies and continuity that already established i got no problem with that my problem with the fucking series is that it didn't really do anything in the end right other than turn vision what bring vision back and turn him white yeah that that's and how about this the fact that she was holding those fucking people in the city hostage for weeks you don't think that's cool at all dude like at this point you're you have disdained for hashtags on twitter so much you're disliking the show the fact that they actually had scarlet witch the hero from all those movies holding people hostage and locking these people's kids up in their rooms unable to go out and that they're saying i'm tired i just need to sleep i'm so hungry and shit and i thought they were gonna no prize that shit and say that it was agatha harkness the whole time controlling her nope <laughs> fucking wanda was actually holding those people hostage and it pays off in the last episode where she's having to walk through the city and they're staring at her like she's the fucking devil uh, dude these are the things i thought this show was gonna be weird that's weird bro that's the stuff that they would normally not let fly and they would no prize by the end of the fucking movie and be like oh it was Mephisto the whole time it wasn't Wanda she's actually a hero no she goes into isolation at the end of the show because she was a fucking horrible horrible character and she was actually the bad guy and they even teased the the blonde woman uh, that she was maybe she was really the bad guy manipulating everything no it was Wanda the whole time she's the Scarlet Witch she's not a good character and I really appreciate that by the end of it they didn't retcon any of that stuff she was actually a shit character she's actually a villain now I mean, She's I mean, I still, I, I remember that one scene where Vision's walking around and that woman is putting a clothespin and there's kind of like this weird like uh, matrix twitch where it keeps going back and forth and you look, they slowly pan and you see her crying because yeah, she's trapped doing the same motion over and I was just like, oh, that's fucking horrific. Dude, and Those kind of details, like the further towards the outskirts of the city you got, the more people were just like frozen and glitched because she couldn't control them all at one time. So she just put them on pause while she was doing other shit somewhere else in the city. Dude, those are really, really good dark like really dark details that i was not expecting from this show like i said i thought the show was gonna be weird the show was legit like off-putting and dark sometimes and i appreciate them doing that kind of stuff on a disney plus show yeah I, i'm sorry th- those are so those are risks they took and did it now look you may say i, I probably would have liked it better if more people were turned off by that but maybe because they're clouded by the whatever you call it wanda hex of the marvel universe they were all like oh i love it i i wish more it, it's it reminds me of the, the this is a weird sidebar but i've had nirvana on the brain 
about lately how Kurt Cobain made in utero to gross people out and said everybody fucking loved it and it like pissed him off. Uh, that's kind of how I felt this show was being too weird and too many people liked it and that did kind of get on my nerves because I'm like there's no way this many people should like. I bought into the first two black and white episodes. Too many other people bought in that I knew probably had no business buying into it and I told you Frank I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that but that shit was fu- forget the people on Twitter and hashtags. This shit was fucking bizarre and then even after they wrapped up the TV show shit and it got into her just being a terrible fucking character that's fucking weird too and those aspects of the show I really appreciated um like when 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 Vision is slowly figuring this shit out and he's trying to confront her so she rolls the credits on the episode dude that is or, or, that she is, re, or she, they do like a cut doesn't do a couple of yeah, times where they do like a cut she would make a hard cut she would edit the episode anytime something bad was happening so or, fucked up. like I said when she starts running the credits as he's trying they start arguing and she's like he's like no stop like stop the credits this episode's not over we're still arguing and she's because she's trying to you know she's trying to not confront the demon she's trying to roll the credits on the episode dude shit like that is legit unique and an excellent use of this kind of stuff this isn't your special episode of blah 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 sitcom <laughs> where they pretend like it's a black and white episode and you do one Th- this was some truly unique different weird stuff now you may be irked by how many people uh digested it so easily when they probably shouldn't have and that's a whole other topic but you can't say it's not weird this is all totally just normal shit every tv show does if you say that shit dude you're, you're way up your own ass and wait, and wait a minute i i stuck with agents of shield agents of shield never went like this the last season in space with the time travel got a little weird but i knew this show was going to be just like that there was like no huge change to the movie universe it's just a nice little pit stop between movies well you know a little story so i wasn't expecting like a game changer that, that's only thing that annoyed me was, was people were like it's a game changer i'm like it's a tv show fix it it's a the pit pro- stop fix it the problem though is that this movie or this tv show is kind of the lead-in to dr strange and the multiverse shit right okay so but i you- think i think the lead-in part is gonna be where people have a different view of wanda where it's like oh it's exactly. not poor little wanda anymore it's like wanda had hostages for weeks at a time tortured people and, and they, fucked they, with them and really didn't she didn't feel bad about it like, she didn't apologize she, she didn't try to apologize when she when they all snapped out of it and they're staring at her she just kind of like looks at him kind of like mm, and then walks off and i'm just like i mean these people were tortured for weeks right. i wonder if they were even starving no and, and you're right and 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 what do you call it uh, agatha harkness even says she's more powerful than the sorcerer supreme so they're obviously leading up to that the yeah. problem though is that you had pietro show up right and everybody was like yes see yeah. he, she's gonna be the one that finally folds the the mutants the into the marvel yeah, universe. And, and none of that should happen dude he was just a dude in a fucking room like i, I have to interject real quick uh you know we tend to watch our shows with subtitles because uh english is not the first language of my partner and, and she benefits from that and the the ca- closed captioning specifically says uh quicksilver from the x-men movies in the in the so as far as who's speaking so that's uh, legit embedded <laughs> into the show yeah I, I, I oh, dude, so they're even trolling you with fucking the the subtitles yeah, yeah. oh so, dude that's next level dude yeah, and you've got that's the more next the, level and you got the, the the spider-man movie coming up and you know they're actually crossing the streams with that one so oh, they're bud. teasing you that that might happen in this show which ultimately doesn't happen it doesn't happen and then that, and that's where i'm like there's some really unique dark stuff in this show that i appreciate but the fact that none of it pays off he can't you can't fold me some mutants in here show yeah. me that this is the first window I, I wasn't opening. expecting all that i wasn't expecting him to introduce fu- the fucking actor or... dude the actor is in the fucking show what do you mean you're not expecting it when he shows what up the... that was a big fucking deal i think that was them just trolling the fox movie because they're well, gonna fucking reboot all the x-men universe i don't think they're gonna use anybody from the fox movie no i i, I don't honestly i don't think stank was, on no. him that's never coming off i don't think, it was I, think trolling I think it was just man. a way to fuck with everybody like look look we're gonna we're gonna fold those the fox movies into marvel and then they're like yeah psych no we're not like no no, no. We're, I, I that don't is think the this special, was 
special series off to the side. It, it's not trolling. I think they just inadvertently trolled. I think they they were like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to bring Pietro back? But let's not get home dude from the other movies. Let's get the dude from the X-Men movies. Not yeah. realizing people were going to fucking be like, this is it. She's going to use the hex powers to fucking fall. And they should have realized that. I don't think they did. As otherwise, otherwise one, the one they would have The one thing I did enjoy was watching a show where people would get like fucking excited and talking shit and like theories are being thrown. I kind of miss that with TV shows. You can't do that with a binge watch show. Yeah, they so were actually talking about that, that uh, online. I think it was an article for Variety or Vulture where they were saying how it was so unique when you initially had streaming where you'd have the entire series all at once. And so people would be chattering about it in a way they wouldn't have necessarily if it was all weekly. And it made it more of an event when you dumped everything all at once. But now that so many shows are dumped all at once and it's such a burden to have six hours, nine hours, 13 hours of material to get through, uh, that this show kind of revived that Game of Thrones quality where everybody's debating about the show from week to week and seeing the value in that model again. Yeah, I can see that. Well, well and that was the same thing. It was the same thing with Breaking Bad and it was the same thing with The Walking Dead for a while where you would have articles each week on each episode. But I also think maybe a few years ago people respected spoilers more than they do now. Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think that the full releasing of series, people don't respect spoilers anymore. You yeah. you would never, because people are like, it's on my DVR. At least don't talk about it for two or three days. Dude, this was like midnight yeah. on Thursday. People are posting spoilers. Um, I, I, I remember so I, I remember that one that jacks it up a little. I opinion. remember one day I was I, I stayed home on the weekend. I was off Friday and I was sitting there and I was I think I was looking on YouTube and like at fucking one twenty eight, someone had already put up the episode of, or talking about the episode and what happened. And I'm like, I had totally forgot it even came on. I kept thinking it came on later on. And they were talking about the episode, and I was like, oh, that's kind of shitty, dude. There were a couple nights where we had stayed up late on Thursday watching some like documentaries and stuff, and I contemplated suggesting let's stay up and watch WandaVision so shit didn't get spoiled for me. And that is where I'm like, ooh, this isn't good. So like, I I think we I I agree with Frank wholeheartedly. I don't know what was going up with the fandom. I mean, that may totally be what it was. People just were starved for Marvel uh, content or any comic book content. That could totally be it. But those people are fucking assholes and fucking ignore them. Why are you reading this shit? Other than seeing hashtags trending every now and then, I ignored most of the stuff. And I did Uh, too. And the thing is, I didn't actually like the show, but they were so fucking rude and so thoughtless that I immediately turned on the people that were liking the show because of that. And then there were all the other reasons for me to turn on them as well. Okay, well, like I said, I I feel like if they would have just released the whole series at once, I think that you would have a slightly different tone. No. Because you would not have come in contact with any of those people. A lot of the payoffs from the first, because these are only 30 minutes, 25 to 30 minute episodes up until the last episode. But the first three episodes are among the worst episodes of any fucking sitcom, you know, especially for for this production value. Just because you're doing a sitcom pastiche doesn't mean you don't have to be funny or have... I think it was supposed to be funny, funny. I I have... have Then don't waste a half hour of my time with bullshit. I love Lucy and laugh. I've never enjoyed an episode of I Love Lucy. I don't like Three's Company. Uh, Any of those shows from that era, I I never watched TV back then. I think the closest I came was like, I liked Sanford and Son and stuff like that. Uh, I kind of liked All in the Family. I hated the Brady Bunch. I never watched any of that crap. But Uh, but see, but but some of those super, super hokey gimmick, uh, gimmicks they did, they showed you were taken exactly from the DVD she was watching. I don't think they were supposed to be actually like knee slapping funny. I I don't think so at all. The problem though is that it took four weeks to get to the payoff. I think that's the problem. I think if you would have got to the payoff in an hour and 45 minutes or two hours instead of four weeks later, it would have paid off. But again, my expectations were this is going to be weird. You got to give it time. So I allowed it. But if people didn't like the first couple episodes, I, I now, except for you, Frank, because you of all people, I expected to at least chill a little bit and let the fucking show breathe. The fact that you were destroying the show with the first two obvious setup episodes was a little off character for because you. Because you 
shouldn't have 90 minutes of setup for a show. And if you're going to do that, it should be better. It should be fun or funny. And people were acting like it was fun and funny. And it fucking wasn't. It was trash. But I know, but ignoring the people, that was still 90 minutes of my life I wasn't getting back. I did not need that much setup for something as simple as she's living out a sitcom uh, past each life. So here's how I would have improved the show. You take the episode where she's stuck in Sokovia under the rubble. They should have cut that episode up into small, like three to five minute segments and splice that in to the first three episodes. So it explains why you're seeing such weird shit. And it's a flashback, so it's not happening concurrently, but you're kind of understanding, oh, this is why she's creating it. They should have done something like that. To, to, I, I agree. But that's just it. I it's agree. not weird. Like, it's a it's a bunch of basic, old school sitcom setups. That's, it had actually been weird, weird. And I was sitting there going, what's going on? But I'm, I'm sitting there going, when is this going to get started? I know what's happening. You're having silly hijinks because the boss is coming over for dinner and we have a talent show, but the gum's making Vision Act funky. That's not weird. That's just old-timey, tired-ass bullshit. And they're not making that shit back in the 50s and 60s. So it's not as, uh, you know, if Fixit doesn't like classic sitcoms, that's fine. They're not making this shit 40 years ago. They're making this shit right now. So it needs to be entertaining for me right now. And instead, those first 90 minutes were a fucking slog. And that's a feature-length production. You could fit that into 22 minutes. Why is it three goddamn episodes? And because they did the two episodes at first, it was only the first two weeks. They were already giving you the reveals led by the hand in the third week. It didn't matter. I still wasted 90 minutes of my time on a shitty fucking wannabe sitcom. It, you could, you did not need that much space. They had it, and it was fucking egregious that they took that long with material that shabby and shallow. It, it's not weird. I know you're saying that it's weird that they took the chance to do that, but the fact is, they're Marvel. They've got swagger. They know they're going to keep people for a length of time. They also know they can afford to piss some people off, you know? Um, but they're not giving them something that's actually going to be challenging to them. It's sitcom shit. The fact that it wasn't pow, pow, pew, yeah, okay, fine, I guess that's some degree of daring. But they're, no, they're not going to lose a massive portion of an audience that's that devoted to the Marvel model. So, and those were some pretty goddamn cheap episodes. They saved some money by wasting people's time with that shit. It, it's not they hard to just do a live studio audience. Hmm? They were actually trying to like recreate those. I, I, I heard a podcast with the director and they were trying to recreate what it was like to have those shows to ha- see what it felt like. Sure. So hopefully you would feel it through the screen. And I didn't. And, and, and I, I thought it was I watched shit. Them, you know what? And I agree with you. I did not like those episodes, but they were still something different. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen that in a superhero movie before. So I was like, well, fuck it. This is different. I, I watched part, Powerless watched on NBC when, when that was tying into the DCEU. So I did already see that. It, there was another terrible sitcom. It just didn't have the payoff that this one had or the production values, obviously. Like I, like I said, I, I, I guess I just went to it with a different mentality. I, I thought that this was, I, I knew the first couple of, I'm not saying it didn't ha- drag. Again, I told you, I gave a middle thumb here. I'm not saying that, uh, but I appreciated the performances. I thought they put like real effort into making the, those, whether you liked them or not, because in fact, maybe they did it too well. They replicated those old uh, Nick at Night style black and white TV shows so well that they were not funny because that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They put in an effort to really make these shows accurate. The Malcolm the Middle episode, you know, th- they put in like real effort into these fucking sitcom shit and it's fucking Marvel characters, dude. Like this is, uh, to, to me, 
the fact they put that much and look i'm not going to talk about wonder woman 84 mailing in the 84 part of it but to, to see them actually put in like a real hard effort at doing each episode being a different era of sitcom i appreciated that and then again they paid it off with the fact that that's what she did with her family in sokovia mm-hmm. and she's trying to go to a fucking happy place like i, I, I do i and i know there's some no prize shit but okay papa maximoff is going to the sokovian black market to get a case of dvds of tired old american sitcoms dude, dude why wasn't real, that real shit real, real, real quick uh, i know for a fact if you go outside this country whatever you see today here they're not going to have it for three to four years right so I it's funny been, that they had dvds in the box they wouldn't have been out south. for three to four years and they were literally they they literally told me like we were talking about like 90s music right? i was talking about nirvana and they heard nirvana like closer to when kurt died than when he was alive because it just takes forever to travel outside the u.s here you're swimming in it constantly so you're like oh it's always around me it's just here once you start getting outside the country it has to fight with other things that they're doing that's their primary source of pop like pop culture so you have american pop culture and then you have their version of pop culture so it it, it kind of gets a little wish-wash with their stuff so i could definitely see somewhere in deep europe where these tv shows are like fucking like i mean uh what do you call it um covered like they love them because it's so american and so because they already think that's how americans live their life until they get here and they're like oh it's nothing like a fucking tv show like it's it's completely batshit crazy over here well Paquita uh, was rolling I, I, her I, eyes I, because being from mexico she she's done the same thing she's talking about the lag so for starters some of the dvds that were in that box wouldn't have existed yet in the time frame that this story was taking place for starters secondly if you're living in some uh, 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 depressed country war-torn country you're going to be buying burns at a flea market you're not going to be buying the actual u.s packaged dvds and for three it was shit that's fucking decades old you know i, I don't care how backwards sokovia is i'm pretty sure they got i love lucy sometime before the 90s at least why wouldn't they be watching that shit on like broadcast like maybe you've got this country that's so fucked up and poor that they're still running 50s and 60s tv shows but the fact they got dvds and their store-bought packaged dvds on the black market we were rolled we were both rolling our eyes at that shit you were rolling your eyes because you didn't think the packaging was shabby enough on the dvds <laughs> right and, and that they would be okay. yeah yeah and that they would even be okay. having dvds what? of decades of american sitcoms like that's them figuring out how to explain the premise it's fucking corny no wait, what are you talking about that's how they, they didn't back themselves in some fucking corner you just didn't like the album art on the fucking dvds they put I, i'm sorry they didn't put burned some fucking shit you were turning out in your room 10 years ago or 15 well, no, years I'm ago i'm talking about you'd be buying it like when you're getting in the black market you'd be getting fucking burns at a flea market that you can still do that in mexico today you know uh, okay that kind of stuff I, I, I don't know i don't understand that kind yeah. of hang up i don't understand that kind of hang up they have to show in the in the, the flash of time the briefcases on the screen you have the audience has to be able to see it and recognize what it is and understand it ties into the other episodes they can't have it written in sharpie on a fucking green cdr right that's like, why the, you just not, have them watch it broadcast on the tv and not bring the dvds in, in the first fucking place they gotta make this big deal about oh we're getting the dvds in the black market but don't worry baby i'll resell them later so we can get our money back that whole sequence was so long that shit was the fucking russian family from justice league okay that shit was corny and dumb and i did you could have explained that in a fraction of the time just broadcast on the fucking tv don't what are you talking about? it was long that, that, that couldn't have been f- five yeah, to ten minutes i, I episode. think i don't know what you're talking about that one it, it was mostly about the the building blowing up and her putting the hex and then the tv was stuck on and when they were stuck under the building they were watching the tv they were watching fucking patty duke show over and over again uh, you're acting like they were showing the fucking briefcase 
case full of DVDs for 30 minutes on the screen, dude. It was a flash of time. Um, well, it was so, so it ham-fisted, and they went so far to try to explain the whole premise of the show in that scene that it felt like a fucking eternity. How about it's that? It's really out... Dude, this shit's really outrageous to me. Because as somebody like you, like me, who grew up watching these sitcoms, to just have zero pre- appreciation for the fucking effort they put in... No, I'll, I'll give you... I'll look, the, in terms of is like... Outra- is so off-brand for you, because that's the shit you usually <laughs> no, get off look, on. Look, look I'll, I'll tell you this. They, I, I, production value-wise, I, I find no fault. The costumes, the the sets, they, they put money into it, they put effort into it, they did an excellent job in recreating the sitcoms, aside from not writing them worth a fuck and not acting them worth a goddamn. Dude, but you, in terms, you... But in terms of the actual, just like the production, like actually sewing shit and making sets, kudos. That's, like, this show has the same problems as, like, the X-Men prequels and shit, but they went a little further in the production design, so, okay, great, I will give them that. Kudos for that. It's still shit, though. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're way overselling it. Way, way, way overselling it. I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't believe how you can watch this shit and just be like, oh, I totally, whatever. This isn't anything new. A fucking superhero franchise throwing black and white, two to three black and white episodes at the beginning. This is totally normal. What are these people so freaking out? Like, uh, I don't know. I, I, you're overselling it a bit. That's fine. I told you, I think there are problems with the show. Um, but I, I think I, the show yeah, didn't. It literally lose. ends with the whole, let's do a beam into the sky bit all over again. You know, let's, let's do the big superhero battle with a light beam in the sky, just like every other fucking superhero movie. You know, I, what I will say though is I like the bit where they gave, uh, Agatha Harkness the black fingers. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, an, it was a little, you know, it, odd little choice, but it, it did give her a greater sense of menace and it was no, a cool visual. You, I like that. Dude, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you off for that shit. This did not just end with a beam in the sky. It, they even referenced earlier on that she couldn't cast a spell inside of another sorceress's runes and that Wanda then herself cast the runes around the city so that she, I mean, there was I, I like that bit. That part of it was fucking, fine. I, exactly. I'm talking about, it's literally though a big punch out superhero battle. I know they do the, the ship of Theseus bit as well. I, I love that part. And I love it, that part. And, well, and then it ends with her walking through the city with everybody fucking disdain in their eyes at her. So don't, well, but don't say, ultimately eh, it was just a normal superhero ending. Again, dude, you're doing this to yourself. It's just a normal superhero ending with a beam in the sky. That was fucking not a normal superhero ending with a beam in the sky. The hero is a shit bag at the end of the fucking movie. Like, I, 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 I'm, well, because I'm they're setting her up for a heel turn in the Doctor Strange sequel. And they didn't want people bitching that they turned her evil, you know, on the drop of a dime. So they gave us a whole season of a TV show to, to uh, ultimately end up with nothing but, oh, she's reading the dark hole. She's going to be crazy, bitch. She's going to fight Doctor Strange now. Right. So they gave, they gave Wanda, this, that's what this series is. This is nine episodes of character building for Wanda because she didn't get it during the movies. So they did the lead off on Disney Plus with it. And when I look at it that way, I'm like, okay, I can see the evolution of her character arc yeah. from not having it. So they gave her nine 30 minute episodes to get her character straight for the next phase of the Marvel Universe. Gonna, they would have to cram all this in what, the first 30 minutes of a movie? Exactly. Exactly. And that would so, be horrific. Right. And you're like, wait, now she's bad? Because she's yeah. mad. Yeah, no, I never thought about that. Yeah, I always it, say where a character in a movie, like, you know, Martha, turns around and all of a sudden they're friends. That moment, I hate that. That to me, or we're the bad guys, I hate that fucking moment that flips everything. That one word. So, you know, I, can, I guess I appreciate this a little bit more yeah. where it's Ooh. nice. It's a nice lead up to the this next movie. This is the huh. character development she didn't get a chance to get huh. in game because it was too long or infinity war because it got because obviously everybody got snapped that's what this was i just wish i, I like i said i hate the fan theories because it only kind of got my hopes up for some cooler yeah. shit happening series and it just didn't happen but it was fucking weird there were 30 minute episodes so as soon as the episode was over i still had time to watch other shit so it i just wish it would have been all out in one night and i could have watched it but I'm like oh cool kind of a scarlet witch movie and then we could have moved on and nobody could have ever told me that nightmare was in the fucking movie or yeah. mephisto or i could be like i wonder if jocasta is 
going to show up or you know what I mean? Like all sorts of stuff that in my head I was coming up with because it was all kind of better than what the show actually was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like, and, and I fully admit that. That's why I do. There is no way this is like the best shit that I, I guarantee you. I've heard you guys talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There are way cooler shit a- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than took place in this show. Okay. Um, but again, there was like 30 minute episodes. Like I just can't get mad at a show that was 30 minutes. Episodes. It wasn't but, though. A- 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 the was first was couple of episodes were a half hour, hour, but it steadily creep, crept up to 40, 50. You know, it, it didn't stay at uh, uh, the half hour. Yeah, I think it kind of did until the last no, episode. Was by, like, by, hey. by the fourth episode where they're doing all the exposition, they were up to over 40 minutes. And I think that every episode from four on was over 40 minutes long. Okay, well, like, like I said, it, it was just... Uh, I, I, the, okay, I will say the Agatha Harkness reveal that people like, I fucking did not like that at all. Because uh, because uh, partly because I was like, Agatha Harkness? Like, really? <laughs> That's the reveal in the whole freaking thing? Um, they didn't hinted that she was really all that bad all this time. And why didn't she reveal herself in the first episode when she appeared? Like, again, th- there was... But I felt like they took enough weird chances, and I appreciate that, which is why it gets a middle thumb for me. But there was nothing in the show where I was like, oh, I fucking hate this. I fucking hate it. Like, no, there's none of that. I, they made some perplexing choices, and I had some disappointments in the show, but I thought it was generally well-acted and well-produced. And I, I, this has got me looking forward to more of these Marvel shows, because they're obviously putting some thought into them. Um, like, I, this has got me no less jazzed up to see uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Like, I'm, I'm not like, yeah. oh, this is like low-budget CW shit. No, uh, dude, Falcon and Winter Soldier's gonna have movie-quality action in mm-hmm. And I'm fucking down. Baron Zemo. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, no, and Agent Carter. I, I assure you, I'm no, no, no less turned up for that show because of WandaVision. Uh, those are going to be like six hour long episodes, which means two long movies essentially. And they're going to be dealing with all the stuff that I wanted Captain America to do and he didn't get to do. So no, I'm, I'm still there for that. Yeah. So, so And that's my point. A lot of what happened in this movie made some of these shitty movies like Age of Ultron a little bit better. I like the fact that the bomb never didn't just detonate. That was the first manifestation of her hex powers. Mm-hmm. I like little stuff like that, that they can feed back. So whenever I hear it in Age of Ultron, I'm like, oh, I know where this goes, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I can go back. You know what I mean? They're still building the universe. And that's what this show did. It kept building the universe a little bit more. And I and like I said, I was pissed we're not going to get any more Agent Carter or, or, or any more uh, Agent 13, Sharon Carter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not Sharon yep. Carter. What, what is her name? In the, yeah, Agent Sharon? 13, Sharon Carter. And, and I love that she's going to be in these movies. I'm like, okay, good. Because I, I felt like she, her character had more to do. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about with uh, with Rhodey picking up the Armor Wars, they're going to start doing these, these series that I thought we're never going to get because Robert Downey Jr. is done with the show or Chris Evans is done with done with the show and I, I'm approaching it from that yeah that well and I'm actually a lot more hopeful about those series because I think that's what those series is about this series felt like a nine episode build up to us the you know Doctor Strange sequel uh, it, that was my problem with this in part is that I didn't feel like they developed yeah. these characters better and, and you all stuff problems with that I feel like it's a fucking setup for Doctor Strange where I feel like Falcon Winter Soldier will probably just be its own thing without it having to lead into something else. It seems like Armor War is going to be its own thing without having to lead to some other movie. So that's my hope. I, at this point, I'm actually a little fatigued with Marvel world building because I don't need you to waste nine episodes of my life to set up the Doctor Strange sequel. You know, not not if it's going to be this. Uh, and, and that's the problem too is you're talking about how the horror moment and the show did have some genuine horror moments. I particularly like the the shot where Vision briefly becomes the, his dead self because it's not oh, expected. Yeah. It is a it's kind of almost like a jump scare moment. Yeah, that but, was kind of freaky. Yeah. The problem is all these shows are shot in the Marvel method so there's that that quality that's consistent throughout all the movies so they don't 
lean into the horror and, and on most of those horror moments are scrubbed clean so by the end of the episode you forgot that there even was that and I think that's part of what allows the the, the normies to, to carry through I, I think one of my problems with WandaVision is that watching this and watching so many of the fans response to it it reminds me over and over again that the normies have taken over the Marvel Cinematic Universe and their, their middle brow fucking tastes and they're shooting everything the same way and their lack of real artistic innovation and the fact that you you do have these horror elements but it's all scrubbed clean by the end because it all gets folded into the, the Marvel manner uh, of crowd pleasing doesn't upset anybody too much doesn't challenge anybody uh, if that's all Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be then I'm that much more divorcing myself from it with the exception of instances of them uh, approaching material that I have uh, that I bring my baggage to and I'm there because I'm going to get served by Baron Zemo that I always wanted you know dude they literally did not do what you just said at the end of the movie she was legit bad like right I, I because they're setting about. her up to be a villain in a Doctor Strange sequel because her character ultimately doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things to the fandom they, she, they're not selling action figures they're not selling dolls what they did get out of this though what are you talking about dude you go on the- you really think that we're going to see like Scarlet Witch continue on doing all this Avengers shit and they're, they're not just going to set her up to, for a heel turn in Doctor Strange I, I don't understand oh, no here's what they would have normally done what they normally have done would, no I didn't know that she was going to be the fucking villain in the multiverse of madness no I just thought she he was going to be going through fucking multiverses with Doctor Strange. I honestly hadn't thought about it all that much. Um, but by the end of this movie, I'm like, oh, she gonna be the she might be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like, good lord. I assume they're going to end up teaming up by the end of it. As well, actually, I'm wondering occurred. if the, the the Doctor Strange is going to be the payoff to that setup. I because didn't they push Doctor Strange to after Spider Man? I, I honestly, sure. I've I've ignored. The, I I pay okay. I pay no attention to the timelines. Yeah, I mean, see, I, I think what they're maybe going to do is that the Spider Man movie is going to allow him to enter the Spider Verse and hang out with the different versions of Spider-Man from the different movies and then Doctor Strange will be the one where they actually get to play around with more of the Fox properties and that's where you'll get your X-Men and shit like that. Now I don't think it's going to be a big thing. I don't think it's going to integrate those movies into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just think they're going to continue to play around with the idea that there's multiple Marvel universes and and give callbacks to the older movies before moving on with what the new Marvel Universe is going to be progressing beyond. You know, A lot of this feels like noodling with fandom of over across the movie or two before they finally get their shit together and start telling new stories in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to progress past the Avengers characters. Yeah, sure, but I I mean, yeah, I I, I wouldn't get your hopes up for any of that stuff, and I th- hopefully WandaVision can temper some people's expectations that they're not going to just suddenly, Hugh Jackman's not going to show up in Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, they're not going to do that. Like, it's yeah, not, and, and, I, mean, I, I they do, too, That's not me getting my hopes up. I'm not into a Marvel multiverse. That's DC shit. I know they're going to do that with Spider-Man, and it's kind of cute, and I'm amused by them doing it. I'm amused by them fucking cock-blocking DC again because DC did it on television for low-rent CW stuff. Marvel's going to do the big-budget version of that and f- blow everybody's minds and make everybody forget that DC even tried to do it. Um, but that's not what I want from my Marvel Cinematic Universe, so I'm not excited by the prospect of them going into those movies. Um, but I, I kind of think that might be what they end up doing. But don't worry, well, I'm they, not... If that's what they do, I'll actually be disappointed because I feel like that's a waste of Sam Raimi's time and talent. Well, I think they already... Did, I mean... They kind of have to do it after uh, Into the Spider-Verse was so good. I mean, yeah. you kind of have to do it. it but no, but I mean, if they, the actors, for Doctor Strange, do though, if they were to do that for the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Strange would be fucking fighting uh, Baron Mordo in some weird prismatic dimension, right? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Look, if, if he's fighting Sir Ian McKellen, I, I, maybe that would actually be kind of cool. Like, that's so 
fucking bizarre. Maybe I would tune in for that. I don't know. Um, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Uh, like I said, I just thought as the course of WandaVision went along that they were eventually going to, Wanda was going to be under the control of somebody and she wasn't actually ruining these people's mm-hmm. lives and starving them to death. And the fact that she was actually starving these people to death and locking their kids in their rooms. Um, I thought as much as, I thought the show kind of meandered and probably could have been more like five episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that they didn't cop out on any of that stuff, uh, I thought was pretty pretty cool, to be honest with you. I thought it was pretty cool. And then I thought that the, the in-boss battle with Agatha Harkness, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that it was a good yep. callback to the rune. Uh, it, it sounds like your thumb's going a little up there, buddy. No, like I said, it just it just took too long. It just took yeah. took too long to get to it. Like I said, the, the, they, they, and they, and look, they recognized it too. Otherwise, they wouldn't have released the first two episodes at one time. They made that audible because they realized like, ooh, we can't have this be six weeks before the show goes somewhere. Like we just, yeah. we can't do it. This is too weird. But the show's already shot. So, because remember, this was like a last minute decision they made was to suddenly just release two episodes at once. And I was like, boy, they probably should release like four episodes at once. <laughs> and, and, and I reckon, and I totally recognize that. But I, I appreciate what they did because it wasn't just Wanda and, you know, trying to fight Sword to get Vision's fucking body back. Like, mm-hmm. what a shit show that would have yeah, been. Yeah, true, oh. true. I agree. You know, and the only episodes I full on hated were those first three sitcom ones. Once they started doing a Marvel movie, even if it was a middling one, it was fine. It was okay. I had problems with it, but nothing that would have driven me nuts. But the fact they wasted 90 minutes of my life with this shitty sitcom material, that's what fucking pissed me off. And that's the stuff that I hated. The rest of it's just no, okay. No, take, take that back, sir. What you didn't like was that people on Twitter had a hashtag going. And you've already was, said that. Well, I mean, I, I, both things can be true. You know? Like, like I said, I watched those like, okay, they are going somewhere. I wonder how weird they're going to get. And that's how I viewed those episodes. And I'm like, okay, that was 28 minutes. Cool. Let's watch uh, Night Stalker. Like, that's how I went with it. I wasn't like block, blocking out my whole evening to watch it. 28 minute episode like i don't know maybe, maybe i don't know if the, the maybe the hashtags made was building it up for you too much no you, it, you keep episode, no look the fandom hashtag, fed hashtag, the the hashtag. resentment that i already had the fact that i'm watching this show and it's garbage was already irritating and garbage, then to see dude. the fandom over praising it just irritated me more but the irritation was already there it just exacerbated it somewhat um so yeah i was okay. gonna say something I, else I, but I lost my train that, that's fine uh, that's fine um I, wandavision solid middle thumb i wish they would have done some weirder or not weirder I wish they would have done more because I thought it was plenty weird. I wish that some of the fan theories, unfortunately, would have actually paid off. Or uh, another Agatha Harkness was not the reveal I wanted. That's not, it, uh, it, but I do appreciate some like, oh, it, it, the Monica Rambeau reverse snap where she comes back into the hospital room where that her mother. Good. That was passed. good. Yeah. Dude, these are the, these are the universe building things. I'll, I'll sit through nine, 30 to 35 minute episodes to, to give me some of that stuff. So when I go back and watch, like, I, I like that kind of stuff. I appreciate that kind of stuff that they still found a way to weave this story in um, and solidify this is still one big universe. We're not forgetting about those old movies just because it's some TV show. Um, I like that kind of stuff. Like I said, I just wish she would have actually folded some mutants in and he wasn't just some Joe Blow dude. Give me Mephisto. Give me Nightmare. I don't really give a shit about the Duke of the Book of the Darkhold or whatever. I don't give a shit about Agatha Harkness. I thought that song was dumb. I don't know why people like that shit. All of the theme songs, for the most part, were terrible. And some of them were like nails on chalkboard bad. And of course, the stupid damn commercials that everybody was reading way too much into and I, or, or the fucking Easter egg videos where it's like, look, they're referencing Hydra and Baron Strucker. Did you catch that Easter egg? It's like, what the fuck Easter egg is that? If Did you watch the movies? You don't have to be a fucking scholar to get that 
that shit. God damn. Uh, Paquita found this one TikTok that was amusing where it took a, the shot from Age of Ultron where Vision is coming out of the chamber where he was being born. And the the you, the uh, TikTok guy was making fun of those by saying, look, see this character? This is the Vision from WandaVision. This character existed before the show. To make fun of this, like, pretending like this is a deeper show than it was and that has all these heavy-duty Easter eggs you wouldn't catch. Or you had that fucking kick-ass moment. God, that was so irritating. It's so on the nose. This was just so You do realize they did that by accident. If it was an accident? The director didn't even realize it. Well, it's, it's, it came so, out and brought it up. Yeah, yeah, so... He was like, we, he said there was a lot of stuff people were putting in there. They were catching things he didn't realize they had put in there. They just put them in there because they were working with the script. Mm-hmm. And he said that was one when they did Kick-Ass and it came out and people brought it up. He was like, we didn't realize they were in a movie together and it was kind of cool that it just happened organically. They didn't realize it. It was just a line but to throw. Diabolus. You have to realize that they do this shit with everything now, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything. I'm still getting Wonder Woman articles uh, with, did you see the photo in the background? Dude, they do this with everything. Like mm-hmm. everything. Everything. So if you're tweeting about WandaVision, they're going to shove that shit down your fucking throat. The algorithms are going to pick it up and show you 50 billion of those fucking mm-hmm. articles. Dude, you got to ignore that shit. That is just normal coverage of TV That's why shows. Why do it's, it's, again, they're turning me into Martin Froskezi over here, where it's like, take all that effort and all that reading and all that uh, uh, analyzing of subtext and stuff and direct it as something that isn't fucking obvious. This shit, Dude, there's no subtext. There's no, you know, and another thing that drives me nuts too is the fact that this is, uh, one of the reasons why this show is champion is it because people are being seen. It's people who are depressed and they're going through, you know, processing traumas and shit. And so they see that reflected in the show and they're like, I'm seen because it's in my superhero show. But it's not like there isn't a broad uh, amount of cinema and, and television and everything else that you can see that reflected and done in a way that's nuanced and mature and goes into detail and maybe helps you to uh, process those emotions. But you're, you just see a character who went through trauma and processed it to some degree in the most basic, simple level. And you're like, because you're seen, it's the best fucking thing ever. No, it's fucking not. This is basic bitch shit. And just no. because this character went no. through a no, trauma no, 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 no. doesn't no. mean that you're, you're a superhero now and you're getting to live your superhero life. You're the superhero version of your life. You know, what the fuck? No, dude, not the a- basic, the basic bitch shit would be that there's an overarching supervillain who's controlling her, making do all the bad stuff. That's what happens in these shows. That's what yeah. happens. It's never so, the okay, bad. So they didn't go to the lowest level. They just went like a level or two up from the lowest level. Well, okay. How many fucking levels are there of this? Like, you're, you're fucking whack, dude. Second of all, they do this with literally everything. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Look at any recap of Better Call Saul. Oh, is he referencing what happened in Break? Dude, this is just part. It's not even a 24-hour news cycle. It's 24 hours times every bullshit fucking .org, .com, .fan blog on the face of the fucking planet. Okay? Don't blame the TV shows for the shit. It's people are trying to... They're trying to do this shit. They have to watch the episode as soon as it comes out so they can get their fucking YouTube video out to get the most, to hopefully get picked up in the algorithm. Dude, it's exhausting. Don't blame the shows for this shit. But I'm telling you, if you're only just now kind of recognizing this is happening for like the Marvel shit, it's actually happening for everything. Yeah. Like fucking everything. Dude, The Bachelor has like 50 fucking podcasts around it where they're literally interviewing like, they've got leaks from producers that were on the show and they're trying, dude, it's ex- everything is exhausting. Um, 
Um, you got to just turn that shit off. I'm not, I'm not trying to have some fucking intervention here, and I'm not telling you you don't already know this. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's not anything specific to Marvel stands. It's everything. Like you said, the Snyder shit. Every oh. genre has a just legion of stands that if you don't cut them the fuck out, is going to make you hate everything. Mm-hmm. They're going to make you hate everything. You want it, something insufferable? The fucking Snyder people. That well, shit is insufferable. And, and I, that's had to sit there. I stopped looking at Twitter just because they're fucking going bizarre. Odell, the, Odell the, everything's Mar- coming back. Where they're going to do the other two movies. And I'm like, who fucking... The, the fact that it's ending on a cliffhanger. Like, Jesus Christ. But I'm saying, but but those same... But Frank is right. They did the same thing to WandaVision. Totally. I saw it too, dude. I, like I said, I've said this several times on this podcast. They totally did it. I saw it too. And I'm sort of looking at them like, dude, it was just 30 minutes of a black and white TV show. How the fuck can you generate 15 articles on that? Like, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. They have to. They have to. So... I, well, but I think part of it too is that you've got people who watch simplistic, unchallenging, b- immature bullshit. And because they're self-conscious about it, or that's just the level that their brain works on, they're validating their, their lame-ass taste by creating depth that isn't actually fucking there. So it becomes this cinema of validation. And I really feel like WandaVision is almost like the perfect manifestation of the criticisms against Marvel leveled by Snyderverse people. That it's, you know, this sitcom-y bullshit, and that it takes forever, and that, they, you know, everything... It, it really feels like this is the avatar of all the shit that Snyderverse fans and DC fans level against Marvel about it being jokey bullshit. You know, that one is all the things that they, that people complain about Marvel being. So, so let me put it this way. It's a little Christopher Nolan-ish where people, it's like Christopher Nolan's movies we talk about Inception. We're talking, uh, what was the Matthew Machacane one where he goes Interstellar, right? Or even the some of the Batman movies. I don't want to rile any feathers here. But uh, where it's like people are telling you that because Christopher Nolan did it, if you don't like it, you just don't get oh, it, yeah. right? That's what it is. Yo, you just don't get it. And, like Christopher Nolan fans are like that for me. Like, like no, the movie just wasn't fucking good. How about that? It just wasn't very good, and it was uh, an hour and a half too long. Like, you know what I mean? That's what. Well, no, he folded the city. Don't you get it? That's like in a dream or something, you know? And I'm just like, yeah, it was okay. It had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. You know what I mean? Like, it was an okay movie. But if you don't think that it's amazing, it, so I there was definitely some Christopher Nolanization of Wandavision. I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, but like Wandavision, I can still say Inception was an okay movie. Like, I thought it was okay. People think it's like the greatest movie they've ever seen because it's so trippy, dude. And I'm like, no, it was just okay. Uh, for me, WandaVision was just okay. Um, now, maybe you're the Dark Knighting it like I did, where people told me the Dark Knight was so good that I actually ended up fucking hating its guts. Maybe that's where we're at right now. And if so, I, I'm not going to hate on you too much there, Diablo Frank. <laughs> but uh, but that's kind of what it was, where it's like, you don't get it. You don't get Christopher Nolan. He's such a genius, dude. Or maybe even some Tim Burton back in the day with the same way, too, where it's like, no, he's sort of just making the same movie over and over again, and I figured it out the first time. Um, look, I'm with you, dude. Some of that stuff annoying. I, I would just tell you not to don't go so hard on the show. It, it wasn't that bad. They, they made an effort. They did some weird stuff. But I'm also with you. By the end, it was kind of just sort of like nothing happened. Okay. Is that is that? Did you want us to like it more, Frank? Is that what it was? Because I, I still don't think Mr. <laughs> Fix It really liked it all that much either. You're acting like it was going to be two on one. I don't yeah. think he and I really. No, 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 no. I, I assure you, I was here to yell at the Twitter people. I wasn't here to yell at you guys. And actually, I think I think Mr. Fix It liked it maybe better than the three of us, and I'm cool with that. Uh, I, I, no, I enjoyed it, but I'll I'll, I'm not. 
I'm not like a staunch defender. Like it's the greatest thing to come out. I I watched fucking Shield, so I, I know what kind of what I was gonna get. <laughs> just a better version of it. So I was okay with that. But I didn't also have to like find or create you know problems for it. Be like, oh well, this is why it's horrible. I'm like, I mean, it's it's fine. It's a TV show. It, it did what it was supposed to do, and it was great. Uh, I don't have to like again create things to make it better or worse. It just it was good. I was fine with it. Will I ever watch it again? Uh, maybe. Um, it's not on my I have to watch list. I, I mean, there's really you could just like watch like the last three episodes probably right yeah. i mean i mean again that's what i'm saying that's why it's a middle of the road tv show you don't even have to watch the whole fucking show again to to, to catch it all yeah and that's i, I will I'm definitely watching. never watch this again for sure there's no reason to watch all this you could watch like a synopsis on youtube and that's all you would need if you, you needed to investigate this material again which i doubt you would I, the only uh, option is that maybe monica rambeau progresses past here and she gets a fandom and you want to get like the cut of the show that's just the monica rambeau moments that's about the only Actually, thing i could see i liked her in the very beginning and by the end of it i kind of didn't like her anymore but mm. whatever uh, i thought her powers and stuff were dumb and it didn't explain why she uh, actually suddenly had all these powers and she mm. knew their capabilities and stuff that didn't make any sense to me anyway but whatever the show wasn't about her it's no big deal as long as she's got some maybe got some legs in another film i don't have a problem with it um okay so with that i was gonna say one last thing to wrap this up and i've completely <laughs> forgotten it guys i did that a few times this episode i had so many things i wanted to vent about with regard to wandavision that i couldn't keep track of them all but no I, I'm totally with you, dude. It was an okay show, and you may you thought it was maybe less than okay. Oh, my wife thought it was less than okay. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked it more than her. Um, I was hoping you would have some appreciation for sitcom stuff because sitcom stuff's kind of dead. There is no more sitcom stuff, and I grew up on Nick at Night and grew up on some of that stuff. So I, 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 I wish it. they'd gotten some sitcom writers to punch up that material so it was actually funny. But also, I don't think the lead actors are good at sitcom comedy or comedy in general, to be honest. So uh, I, I, I came out of the show liking Elizabeth Olsen way more than I did before. I, I really do, and okay, and. I really like the Scarlet Witch costume at the end. If that's going to be the costume she yeah, wears, yeah. I'm thumbs up with that. I, I, I also approve of the last costume. I, that is cool. And I do like that she's got the dark hold and they're bringing that in. I'd like to see... Um, again, one of the reasons why uh, Scott Derrickson was quit, quit fired off of Doctor Strange is he wanted to do it as more of a real horror movie. And it's odd that, like, oh, we're going to get Sam Raimi, a guy who's done some great... some of the greatest horror movies and, and funnest horror uh, movies ever done. You don't think Evil Dead 2 is one of the greatest uh, core comedies ever Made. But do I really want a horror comedy out of Doctor Strange? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yes, kind of. I kind of would be down. There. But actually, I'd like uh, it to be played because if you, if you watch the original Evil Dead or you watch something like uh, Drag Me to Hell, uh, that is more straight ahead horror, and he's great for that as well. Um, but I think we're gonna probably get the Oz uh, latter day Sam Raimi for for this. I think that they specifically wanted somebody who could do the more family friendly version of of that, and that's unfortunate because I'd like to see a horror movie out of Marvel. Uh, I hope that Blade doesn't get filmed in the Marvel man. Um, but I'm afraid that all these shows are going to end up being like this. I think I heard something like Blade's not going to be an R. It's like a PG-13. Yeah, a lot of people were up in arms about they that. Are gonna, they are going to deal with werewolves and vampires and demons and stuff like that. PG-13 so. is a little more racy than it used to be, so hopefully it's not. Yeah, I think you're allowed to drop like one fuck. Yeah. Ho- no, on TV you can get away with a lot with whatever you want to, really. You know, it's really up to you. Yeah. It's just that Disney Plus has certain standards of what they'll allow. Well, and it does to come out with result. that adult version. This Disney something where they're going to put a lot of their other stuff on there. That stuff's a little more adult. Hulu? Yeah, it's supposed to, there's, I, I, I read it somewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, I mean, you've got the Noah Hawley alien show coming out, and I think that's going to be FX, which streams through Hulu, so well, I, yeah, I think that no, would probably be well, the Well, that stuff will stay there, but Disney's going to have something, not like a Disney After Dark, but like Ooh. something where a little more mature uh, material will be. Hopefully Song of the South. I really want to see that oh, again, boy, but it's not happening. Dream on, buddy. They, they call it Disney X instead of Disney Plus. They just tilt <laughs> 
tilt the plus over. Nice. Uh, uh, I, have to, I have to give a shout out to the Vishon uh, 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 Twitter uh, memes, and I really like uh, White Supremacist Vision. Not just because it's a good meme, but I actually thought he looked kind of cool, particularly when they kept the blue eyes. Well, I, yeah, I, I love th- the fact somebody I didn't realize someone mentioned that those were Ultron uh, Ultron's eyes. Mm. And so when yeah. he, whenever the other Vision touches them, they they change. Because I I really hate like again fan theory. I really hated the fact someone was like, oh, they're gonna have uh, James Spader do the voice. I'm like, oh. God, I hope not. Like, that would be horrible. So I, I, I like the fact that he was very just, you know, data from fucking new generation type. Next generation. Yeah, next generation. yeah, yeah, I got you, man. I, got, I, I don't know. I, I'm back and forth with the James. But I, sometimes I should have, I thought maybe that he should have just gone full Ultron. Just nothing, nothing actually happened to the people thought was going to happen. That's the problem. Is that that would have at least been something, right? That Ultron may still be out there. That would have been something and that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah. Agatha all along. Agatha. Agatha. Yeah, people are, I mean, I, I don't like Catherine Hahn, but people are standing her way too fucking hard. Way too much. Dude, I'm with you. I'm I'm telling you, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on a lot of this stuff. I didn't get it. I, 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 although I thought she, she did, and I'm with you too. She was way better in the sitcoms as she was as actually Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. She did a really good job. I, I don't um, think she that... shifted gears great by the end of it. She was still in sitcom mode up through the very end. Yeah. But yeah, she's also yeah. playing a cackling but, witch, so it's like, why would I want her to, to downshift at that point so you know whatever it, it was a choice it's fine yeah but like I don't want her in multiverse of madness like, <laughs> no, no no like I, she doesn't even well, no, remember she's trapped in that city for the rest of existence fucking her. good yeah. I don't want so she, uh, that's fine again now, like I, I, said, I gotta admit that ending did get me it was a little bit of a tearjerker I, where, like, they put, where they put the kids to sleep and they see like the wall slowly coming I, so, like, I like that even out. an android can cry I'll give you that that was cool yeah, yeah I, got, I thought that was really I, I thought that was kind of a nice touching way for him to go because they, like they, they never really had a, a, a goodbye. Th- yeah, that's right. Because she never got the goodbye with him. And she fi- and I loved when, when he couldn't remember his memories past a certain. I'm telling you, there was enough really good kind of creepy off-putting stuff in the show that gets my solid medium thumb straight across. I will also say that uh, while I do agree that uh, what is grief, but uh, the perseverance of love is a good line. But the best line is still she recast Pietro. Yeah. Yeah. That was best hilarious. line. Yeah, yeah dude. She's staring at the TV. Oh my god, you recast Pietro. Uh, okay, there's too many good moments in this show for me to say that it fucking sucked and was terrible. I, there's just, there's too much that was made me, did, did make me laugh or was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Again, solid thumbs across, people. I've said it about 1,500 times. Are you still listening to the podcast? We're probably two hours in now and you're still listening to me saying the, mov- the show was just okay. Join us next week for Spawnometer and or some other random shit we're going to talk about. It was like one of those dishes where there's like one part of the dish that's really good and the rest of it is just the and it's just not worth it to get through the whole dish to get the few little bits that are good. So No, it's like a China buffet where everything's mad, but there's one thing that's good, so you just keep talking about the good part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh? China buffet, guys? No? Remember those? Remember buffets before the pandemic? Remember buffets? Uh, no, I, I, I was surprised. Dude, I've been going notion. to Moscow for like the last four or five months. <laughs> I, I know you're, 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 you're a bandito. You're... <laughs> Dude, they space out pretty good. I go get my plates in the corner, get me two, three plates, give me some of that delicious rose water, and off I go. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I heard Fauci say that rose water was a great uh, therapeutic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I don't think that I don't think that uh, Fauci has ever been to Demasi's. Yeah, Fauci does not strike me as a rosewater kind of guy. I think he would love it. <laughs> well, I mean, if he's free once he's your star has fallen, we'll, we'll take him over to Demasi's and see how he likes it. <laughs> yeah, when he's working, it's fucking Kelsey Siebel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember you. <laughs> 
remember that guy on TV telling us not to wear masks. Well, and told well, us to well, wear weren't you played by Brad Pitt one time? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, and, yep. and Jimmy Smith. Oh, what? Didn't they? I think Jimmy Smith played him one time on like Samantha Bee or something too. Did he? Oh my God. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch that. I thought he was dead. <laughs> that was just in Top Gun. I guess. Oh, All right, guys. Wait, Jimmy, Top Gun. He wasn't in Top Gun. Jimmy. No, not Jimmy Smith. I'm thinking of Goose. Oh, okay. From yeah. Yar. Okay. Was like well, right, he, he blew up okay. when they blew when with Alderaan. Right. I guess. What? Nighty night, gentlemen. All right. Oh, Love you, you guys. Okay, good night, man. Yeah, Talk to you later. later. All right. Hey, save this. <laughs> Permanent Marvelite Maximus followers include Ryan Krahulik, Superman Radio Revisited Podcast, and Tora. Fearless Facebook front facers include DeBeche, Derek William Crabb, and Michael Wagner. Retweet frantic ones include King Size Comics, Giant Size Fun Podcast, Stimbot 5000, and Talk Nerdy to Me. Keepers of the Favorites Flame include Ann Battle, Austin Kirkendall, Casey Lau, Choose Film Podcast, Chris Dunford, Dave's Comic Heroes Blog, Doc Strange, Dragon Prime, The Earth 2 Podcast, Edward Huey, G.K. Wordsmith, Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast, James, Jason Roga, Jennifer DeRoss, Jen, or Jen, Joel Estes, Yogos Clásicos y Antigos, John is Watching Cartoons, Carl Disley, Keith G. Baker, King Dinosaur, The Master of the Galaxy, Max Reads Comics, Miguel A. Calderon Jr., Not Obstant 2000, Orish, Catalic Nebraskan, Wedinen, Richard Field, Ricky Bell Jr., Sean Phillips, Ufta, and wacky Bronze Age silver comic book villains. Among the Nuff Sayers Jeffrey Brown who wrote, okay sounds good to me since I am in the mood. Brian Dockery wrote, thanks for the shout out also loving that Julie Bell art. And finally Mike wrote, this was always a good matchup to me. Some of them I did not buy in the storyline but this one worked for me. And finally The Merry Marching Society of the Marvel Superhero Podcast. The one and eight Sage, Alley, Baby Skeletor, Ryan Dockery, Canoes, Chris Lydon, Dirk Ashton, Van Holes Podcast, Firestorm Fan, Green Lantern HG, Hashtag Make the Impossible Possible, The Hammer Strikes, Random Geeky Stuff, and Hashtag VoiceOver, Harmless Entertainment, History of Comics on Film, Hulkling, hashtag Black Lives Matter, Iowa's Joe Crawford, Jason Snick Venable, Jeffrey Brown, they, them, Jenna Reagan, who added, thank you for adding me to the list, Marvel Universe Online, who wrote, made the list, baby, Mike, it's send aliens to me, Mike McClarity, Paul Matthew Carr, Peter DeVildis, Randy Caldwell, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast, Reverend Odell Abner Dracula, Richard G, Tim Price Podcrasher, Tony Sibioni, Tora, Trans Lesbian Planet Eater, and Zwick Jameson. This has been a non-for-profit fan production from Rolled Spine Podcast. Any copyrighted material presented herein are presumed covered under fair use with no infringement intended. March along, march along, march along to the song of the Merry Marble Marching Society. If you growl, if you groan, and your score is nearly zero, do not howl, do not moan. You can be a superhero marching right along through the fighting song of the Merry Marble
who's been lying and vacationing. It's been Ted Cruz all along. Rushing back and now he's pretending that he's been here all along. It was Ted Cruz, it was Teddy Cruz, it's been Ted Cruz all along. And I left my dog home too. <laughs>